Hey, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season six, episode 22, Joey Potter and Capeside Redemption. This one is written by Gina Fattore and Tom Kapanos. It was directed by Michael Lang. It originally aired on May 7th, 2003. Um, the description from Wikipedia. Pacey and Jack move out of their Boston apartment and go their separate ways. In Capeside, when a depressed Dawson gives up his dream of making his film, his soulmate and first producer, Joey, refuses to accept it. Joey takes it on herself to wow. rally. <laughs> yeah. Joey takes it on herself to rally a crew. Jack and Jen as production assistants. Audrey agrees to take on a role inspired by Miss Jacobs. And Joey herself asks his casting, casting director, convincing Harley to play the Joey role, Patrick to play the Pacey role, and George, Dawson's admirer from early in the season. Oh, that's where that kid's from, to play Dawson. Yeah. Um, Todd also drops in to operate the steady cam and act as director of photography, while Doug Witter shows up to provide security. Pacey begins to make amends to Dawson by the begging the businesses of Capeside to invest in a budding young filmmaker. Jen, Jack, and Graham say their goodbyes and leave to New York. Confident that she has gotten Dawson back on his feet and rejuvenated their friendship, Joey leaves Capeside for good to pursue her dream of traveling to Paris. Okay, history's mysteries. On May 11th, 2003, Benevenuto Cellini's Cellini Salt Cellar table sculpture is stolen from the Cantistoriques Museum in Vienna. I absolutely butchered that um, Viennese <laughs> museum. That, so sorry. Um, May 11, 2003, again, Lithuania approves joining the European Union in a referendum. Cool. There you go. Um, the number one movie is X2, the second X-Men movie. Uh, yeah. A yep. good one. I remember that one. one. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Number one song usurping in the club by <laughs> is get busy by sean paul <laughs> oh wow yeah wow, that's like yeah. the dawn of like reggaeton huh well is it the dawn or is Not it just but like in its popularity yeah well i don't know it's still pretty popular yeah true true it, i hey i can get down with some sean paul um <laughs> So debuting at number 56 is Rock With You, Ah Baby by Ashanti. I uh, love that song. I was literally listening to that last night. It's a good song. It's mm -hmm. a really good song. God, Ashanti just was ruling our lives and no one was complaining mm -hmm. about it. Um, no, definitely not. No. Uh, in fact, come back, Ashanti, and rule it again. I'm here for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, debuting at number 70, 73 is Intuition by Jewel, which is, I would say, not Jewel's best, but mm, a recognizable okay. Jewel song, non nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not from, what is it, Pieces of Me? Is that the big Jewel yeah, album? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, at number 77, we have Pussycat by Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, which features the line, Pussy Don't Fail Me Now, which I super respect. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I love Missy. A poet. A poet for the ages. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, mm -hmm. uh -huh. Me too. So that's what we were listening to in music. Listen, 
you know, it was real hit or miss at this period. Like there were some <laughs> absolute bangers and there was some real shit on, on coming. Without on. a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I so. keep thinking about fucking Rob Thomas for all of season three. Oh, um, and Santana, you yep. know, just yep. like, oh my God. Yeah. We really, <laughs> we really lived through that. Yeah. We certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> still sometimes having to live through that unfortunately oh god yes i know every time it comes on now though it makes me laugh i'm like i mean it always did but now i'm just like remember like wow this was really happening when pacey and joey were falling in love what a time yeah Yeah, what a time (laughs) okay so apologies i'm going to start off with my apologies from last week um if you're not on our social media where we announced this why we skipped last week It's because not only did I test positive for COVID while I was on a work trip in Chicago, meaning that Mm -hmm. I had to quarantine in a hotel for an entire week, um, but I had no recording equipment, (laughs) so so we couldn't record. So uh, I apologize that we missed last week. Um, You know, you can probably hear me be a little bit nasally. Um, you might be able to hear that we're not in the same room because I'm still testing positive for COVID. So I can't be around Aaron. Um, so yeah, I, I know a lot of people have this right now and I just want to send you my love if you do. And, um, it's no fun. Um, so guys stay safe out there. Like that if you haven't been vaccinated, you absolutely should be like this. Yeah. It really, I, I, I was not super duper sick. And I think mm-hmm. that's entirely because of vaccines. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then I, I don't know, I've been masking it literally everywhere. And none of yeah. my coworkers who I was around got it because I was one of the few people that was masking. Um, and mm-hmm. so that shit works guys. Um, so we should be doing it. Yeah. Okay. And I my, know, second- my friends and I were talking the other day where we're like, I mean, from now on, I'm going to wear a mask on an airplane every always. single time I fly without a doubt, like always and like on a, on the train, I'm just like, put that shit always. on and hand sanitize right after I get off. Like, no way. Absolutely. I mean, I always would hand sanitize after being on a bus, you know, but now sure, sure. it's just more so. <laughs> totally. Totally. I'm into it. I'm like, great. Yeah. yeah. Don't breathe on me at the airport. As somebody yeah. who traveled constantly before COVID. I was, I always had a cold, like I was sick all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, barring this one instance, like I haven't been sick almost at all for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm into masks. It's, it literally yeah, yeah. is not, it takes no effort at all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I want to remind you guys before we jump into this episode, that we are looking at this episode as the season finale of season six. So Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss it as the season finale of season six. And then I'm just putting this up top because I'm sure some people stop listening to us at the end of the episode, which is totally (laughs) fair. Um, So we're going to, we're going to do this episode. This is the season finale of season six. Then we have a bunch of stuff, a bunch of interviews with writers, conversations with some special guests, recaps of the season, conversations about season six that we're going to do, and then we're going to cover the series finale. Um, mm-hmm. And we we just want to take a break from the recaps because we want to come at the series finale fresh and excited about it. 
and we don't feel like we can from this absolute disaster of a season. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, so I just want to remind people that that's what we're doing. So like, if you hear us talking about the season finale, we understand that there's more, don't worry, (laughs) don't worry. We know, we know, we know. So, Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. So I'll just um, put it out there because it's a shameless plug for our Patreon, but we're going to be still over there, like talking about some of our favorite episodes. I know we're going to watch, um, the, the uh longest day and then yeah. watch dick the movie yeah. so we'll still be like we're gonna try to um get into some good moments of dawson's creek to be yeah. in the right headspace for the finale the series finale absolutely absolutely so you know join us over there if you want we've been having some mm-hmm. fun doing movies We've got some more movies coming. We just did Country Strong, which has nothing to do with Dawson's Creek, <laughs> yeah. but we had and fun. everything to do with our friendship. <laughs> yes, but it's yet another huge milestone in our friendship was seeing Country Strong <laughs> together in a theater. Um, so you know, a, a deep, deep friendship based on real. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It really is. I promise. <laughs> um, so, okay. <laughs> so that said, the last episode of season six starts with a fucking voiceover from Joey. I mean, I think she's really bad at the voiceover, but I do like that they're bookending the season, like the way it started. You know I'll what I mean? Like, like, I, I hate I, that they I brought it voiceover in at all, but I'll give you like, that I, it's bookended. I don't mind it, but she is really bad at it. Like no mm. one directed her yeah. is the thing. Like, I don't know. Um, so that's why it's really hard and jarring to have this voiceover <laughs> that we've yeah. never had before, but we right. re- remember it from the beginning of this season. So we're like, yeah. oh, sixth season is when they're like, let's do a voiceover. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, okay. Was this necessary? Like, we never yeah, had one before. I mean, yeah like okay so you have to explain like that there has been like this slight time jump that we're not gonna see of what happened but you need to like frame it i guess how long do you think the time jump is though like in this episode yeah like it's like a few weeks later i would guess or a month yeah Yeah. like a a month or two i mean it does seem like they're in summer like not like summer has just started no so yeah I would say like two months I was gonna say a month you know because Uh because it's like they all have jobs and are doing their thing but it's not it doesn't feel like summer's about to end you know Mm. yeah so uh, also the voiceover Joey has this big speech about time that like Mm -hmm. she and it's so funny because I was like thinking about this and I was like the way she speaks about time is so from the perspective of a person who has not lived the last two and a half years of life on earth yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. in 2022, you know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I understand where your perspective is, but now we think about time in a much different way. <laughs> She's, yeah, I know. She's like, she's like, you clearly this- didn't live through that global existential crisis about time and the meaning of life like uh, we all did. <laughs> yes, yes. Girl, can't wait for you, what's in store for the future for you, <laughs> you elder millennial. Um, so she's like, she's like in this cafe. She's wearing just the most hideous, like, is it a headscarf? Is it a headband? Cannot a tell. Headscarf. Is it a yeah. scarf? It's bad. I believe I it's a scarf. Yeah. Truly hate it. Truly, I mean, truly like, hated it. You know, 
the thing is like she's already in Paris writing it but we don't know that yeah so this is her this is her um French Paris. look <laughs> this headscarf I would have absolutely <laughs> fucking died slash loved it if she was in a beret with a striped shirt a striped Just shirt give, I, give I don't know why me. they didn't do that at least give it to me shirt and the the headscarf you give know the that audience what they French. want <laughs> yeah like just go for it like come on, you know, joey come is the on. queen of bad hats put her in a fucking beret oh absolutely my god what a missed opportunity on their part <laughs> i know <laughs> we need a rewind okay so she basically admits that she's an unreliable narrator and says this might need, not be exactly what happened but this is how i felt and i was like okay wait 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 so in season six, Joey, do we, is the whole of season six, Joey's like unreliable perspective. Like, is that what we got this like weird fever dream of unreliable perspective from Joey? And is that why season six is so bananas? Because it's just like, I yeah, was like, I was now struggling I'm having an existential with that. crisis. Yeah. I was struggling with that part too, because yeah, they're framing it as if the whole show or at least this whole season has been from joey's like diary you know right but, like right. I she's also in paris am, like, writing about this year yeah and like yeah. maybe that's what she had done at the beginning of of this season where she was writing in her diary and like each episode is like a chapter in her diary but like <laughs> that didn't really come across this season i don't you think know? that's what they were and doing so I'm the whole season I kept being how does Joey feel and so like that doesn't you, like what like I was writing like, in a diary like my, I should know everything about how she feels yeah like my nothing. brain was like short-circuiting so I was Me like no, no no but like I would have known how you felt this whole time and I don't think I ever once did know and I <laughs> yeah. still don't know yeah. you know yeah. and like on the other hand, I like I do like that framing because it is authentic Dawson's Creek. Like this is how it felt to be a teenager. And that's what like made us fall in love with the show. Sure. Absolutely. But like, you know, it was not from a perspective necessarily for the first five. Yeah, no, it's years. not what happened. It's just not what happened. Yeah. You know, in this season. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't know. It was a really weird, interesting I, choice. But OK, I, you know, I was telling Julia before this, there were a lot of things, times where I was like, Aaron, just take a deep breath and let that go. You need, you might enjoy this <laughs> if you don't think too hard. Yeah. Stop thinking. Exactly. So, yeah. and then like, as we're sort of like in this montage intro bit, we see Grams and Jen having a yard sale and Pacey mm -hmm. and Jack moving out of their apartment and Joey seemingly waitressing at this cafe that she was writing in. And then yeah. Audrey is studying and then Pacey shows up at Doug's with like a big suitcase. Mm -hmm. um, and Dawson is busting tables at Leary's Fresh Fish. So this is where everyone's at. Like we said, we think yeah, it's about was, a month, two months into summer. I had some questions about the Dawson waiting tables thing. Like, are we supposed not to not draw waiting tables? He's busing. Okay. So are we supposed to draw any conclusions about that? Like you know i don't know to me i was having deep thoughts and i think all labor is labor so i'm not judging him for busting tables but like i did find this interesting that like he kind of has no marketable skills you know whereas like we see pacey like in that same time frame like say one month two months go from just being a cook to the head chef <laughs> and we also see him <laughs> going from like his first day at some weird 
job to then being like a super um, talented stockbroker that's like being interviewed by like the business times of Boston, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's just interesting to see how the show frames Dawson with what they actually show us. Right. That makes sense. No, I agree. I agree. And I actually think that's very true to life of people like Dawson as someone who's worked Mm -hmm. with a lot of them where it's like, yeah, you can do the one thing, but there's no Mm -hmm. other skills here for you to get by on. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. So we see Joey rowing down the Creek like old times. And she's like, Mm -hmm. when we got back home, we all assumed our roles and like, Pacey had fallen from grace and Dawson's dreams were dashed and somehow Joey ends up in the middle of it. And I was like, how? Like, I don't, I, I, don't, I guess I just, I was really like, wait a minute. What? Like, what are you in the middle of? I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really understand that. Like, um, in the middle of what, honestly, like you are, you've completely forgiven Dawson. And again, I was like, Aaron, don't think about that. Just go with it. (laughs) You're rowing to his house, but like, what the fuck? Okay. Just go with this, Aaron. And then like, I don't know, are we supposed to think that she's also still friends with Pacey, but like what, in what ways is she in the middle of it? Um, I'm gonna have more to say on that later I would say she has put herself in the middle of this a complete um, 100% agree and I that was that's what we'll talk about later but even yeah. in this intro framing she's like and then I was in the middle and I was like wait what like in how? the middle of why what? yeah exactly middle of what like in the middle of two people that haven't been friends for, for three, three years, years? Mm-hmm. okay and like you haven't even been friends with Dawson for one calendar year so like right. what I don't know agree and then but then she goes and climbs up the fucking ladder because that's set up again like girl use the stairs I know <laughs> and she's like saying that the triangle had come back to haunt them and I was like I get that in this you know, finale episode of this season, you are trying for closure. And I hate this framing. Hate it. Yeah. Um, well, and I just don't like, I, it's not even that I hate it. I just fundamentally don't understand what she's talking about. Like, I, I do think that the triangle defines her relationship with Dawson and to a certain extent, her relationship with Pacey. Um, but I, I just, I don't understand what the event of of Pacey losing Dawson's money like reignited the triangle. Yes, I agree. I mean, there was, you know, in the last episode when Dawson and Pacey started fighting and like Joey, it kind of like became about Joey and she was like, yeah, no, no, leave me out of this. Yeah, like Dawson made it, brought Joey into it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Dawson brought Joey into it. And she was like, no, leave me out of this. Like, I feel like that's what we're supposed to like glean is like, you know, this is where it always ends up. Like it's them against each other. And Joey's like in the middle. Like, yeah, like in show me. Love it's just one of those things where like you're that. like, if you're going to tell that story, tell that story. Because when we saw her potentially pursuing a reconnection with Pacey, I just didn't see Dawson in that. He wasn't involved in that. Yeah. 
yeah, like I, I didn't even see them discussing Dawson, you know, so it, he wasn't an entity in that, you know, and like he wasn't a again, like, yeah. I know the show will never do this, but the whole time you're like, this is all Dawson's doing. He's the one who puts you in the middle. He's the one who can't go on. And then even the end of this episode, we're going to find out that like, you know, he doesn't really give a fuck about what Joey wants. Yeah. So Dawson, like Joey climbs up this ladder um, and Dawson is redoing his room, like taking down all the film stuff. Yeah. And and you're like, we've already seen this scene. (laughs) Like like Like, more than once. I know that you (laughs) say this means something, but we've already seen it. Like, oh, there he is giving up on making films. And I don't know, like for what they've told all season of like, he's on this journey to find out who he is creatively and whether he's going to stick to his creative integrity and then like you know he he just is completely giving up now you know he's yeah. he's lost his all his will to make movies and like that's a fine way for him to feel like you're allowed to you know have ups and downs but for what the show wants us to take away it's always like i don't understand what we're supposed to think about dawson and his creative you know endeavors and yeah. how that relates to him I agree. I agree. Um, and Joey finds the storyboards for the movie and, and she's like, maybe don't throw this away. Cause like, he's like, this is shot the whole movie shot for shot. And she's like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to let you give up on this. So like, I just had this moment here where I'm like, okay, so we're just literally not going to discuss that. Like you spent an entire year not talking to each other. I know. Other than the fact that like you acknowledged that that happened, which, which like kudos show that you actually acknowledged that it happened, (laughs) but like, you're not going to talk about it at all. Like we're just back and it doesn't matter. If we're just going to have Joey being like, you know, it wasn't easy for me not to talk and you're my only one night stand. And then Dawson being like, okay, anyways, about my movie. (laughs) (laughs) And now Joey's back to like rowing towards his house. It's like, it just felt so triggering. It reminded me of her, you know, showing up with the ET and like in season three. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you're so confusing, Joey. Like you're being, you're being confusing to both of these people. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm confused. Yeah. And I, like I said, that's what I was struggling with. Like, okay, Aaron, just don't think about it. We're, we've forgiven Dawson. Okay, great. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't, but like, Whatever. just don't think about it. Don't yeah. think about it. Um, And like, you know, and it's hard also to see her being the one that's like, still there being his muse, like encouraging him, like, um, and yeah. I don't know, like, it, it it it's it's hard to see her in that role and like especially since we the whole season saw them not being friends and then now she's like back at it and like this is what their friendship is is like her being in service of him to this way in this way and like in what ways is is he a friend to her you know uh, yeah, I think that's a great question and I don't think that we get a pretty a satisfactory answer in any way um I know and it's just such a bummer because I I wanted to walk away from this season finale at least being like all right Dawson you know whatever he's fine but I just like still like I just like wow they're just doubling down and I just like he sucks so hard (laughs) god he couldn't he I mean he could suck worse but he sucks really badly like I know yeah (laughs) 
just like really truly so and he's like being realistic with joey when he's like we have no money and i actually have negative money because i ran up all these credit cards and like and i just like just i again i was like aaron you don't need to think about this but i just was like well logistically don't you have all the stuff you need to make a movie if you have all that debt like i was just like i don't understand what the stakes are right here because you've you already said you ordered all this equipment and the the film and blah 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 so and you made several movies on like two thousand dollars so like i'm not really sure i understand what's going on here yeah i had the same thought and then i was like okay but like if you have negative money and you have no more money to like spend Mm -hmm. on location or whatever like yeah whatever he needs I don't know and like the thing is I understand how Dawson feels and like you know how like I'm there with him I think that he's right to be mad at Pacey you know absolutely I I think that he's right to feel defeated like I understand that completely um the way they framed that fight with Pacey was so annoying that it like you know Joey's like this is about business and then Dawson's like but it's kind of about you (laughs) you're like no it's not oh my god and not to mention the fact that like now Dawson's like you know Joey's kind of like this wouldn't you know Spielberg wouldn't let this get in his way and and he's like well Spielberg's best friend didn't lose all his money and like Joey is trying so hard to broker this peace between them like she's like dude Pacey did not mean this and mm-hmm. like it wasn't intentional and then Dawson's like so yet again we have this this scene right where like Joe Joey is trying to tell him something that's mm-hmm. not comfortable right yeah. like these are not fun things to talk about and instead of like taking the information in and processing it he is just awful about it because he's like you know it's never intentional with Pacey but it happens every time and I don't need it anymore and you know he's like something's never changing you're taking Pacey's side and I and it's like again again we have this situation where like I am so poised to feel sympathy for Dawson like I am right there I want to feel sympathy for you I think what happened to you really really sucks and you're so fucking awful about it that like I find myself not able to really give you that much sympathy because like Mm -hmm. you're so shitty and like (laughs) you know losing that much money is absolutely shitty I I, yeah you know and like you get to be sad and frankly that he said well his best friend didn't lose his money i was like dawson you're so manipulative like he throws around that pacey's his best friend and then takes it back like you were my best friend that's what he said you haven't been my best friend for years in three years and then he frames it like this and you're like it's so pick one is he your best friend yeah like yeah yeah like what the fuck is happening here like you you know like you both admitted last episode like even Pacey's like oh really I wasn't there for you I guess I must have been out all those times you've called me the past three years you know like they both admitted to each other that like they're they haven't been friends for three years and like you know we've always wondered even if they were best friends and I've always felt that like he uses the Dawson uses the term best friend to kind of manipulate Joey and Pacey to feel like they're always in competition for his attention and that like 
title or whatever. Um, and which is why Joey and Pacey weren't friends for so long because they were too busy competing for Dawson. And then once that like changed, that dynamic changed, Dawson didn't really know how to handle not being the one that was number one that was fighting for their attention. You know, right. um, he didn't know how to handle that. Um, yeah. Totally. And like that's what totally. we're seeing. And then to see it kind of even playing out right now, where it's like, well, my best friend lost all this money. And you're like, you what? Like, I can't, how dare you say that? Like, how dare you even like frame it like that? Well, and not only that, but he framed it like that to Pacey when he was trying to get Pacey to invest the money, you know, like he was yeah. like, Yeah. And at the time I was like, that's manipulative. Yeah, of course. But, and, and this is, but so, you know, like, like I was saying, like he, I think Dawson deserves to be sad and mad about this. Absolutely. But then he just like creates these situations that are so awful for everyone. It just makes me hate him. And so like, I don't know if that's the writing, the acting, I don't know what that is, but there's this part of me that's like, why are we doing this again? I wish that at the end of this show, we could have this situation where he has grown. Um, But we can't. And so I, Joey, I totally agree with you because it's the same that we said in season three, where you're like, I mean, he's on the right to be upset that like they're sneaking around. That's fucked up, you know, like, and that they like kept it, like everyone else knew it, but him, that'd be so humiliating. But the way that it, they, it just like it escalates to this point where you're like, yikes, like calm down. Um, it, It's hard. It's hard. I mean, to he watch almost even kills it, Pacey. Like, that's the thing is that like, he almost kills Pacey. Like, if if this kid had been sad and hurt and yeah like maybe angry and maybe he overreacts and maybe he's kind of an asshole like I would have forgiven a lot but the fact that like he almost kills Pacey the fact that he's so filled with rage in that scene in the longest day and then the the fact fact that he never gets awful to Joey he's so awful to Joey like the whole first half of the season finale of season three like he is awful to her and Mm -hmm. I'm just like it's hard for me to get past that I'm sorry like and what I'm seeing here is like the exact same thing you know I I, you do have every like you're so sympathetic right now and yet you're being so awful that I can't feel any sympathy for you yeah and it's like obviously you and Pacey haven't been friends you never after what happened in season three you never were going to be friends again so like I don't know this back and forth about like where they stand is so bizarre to me um and it and it's been a frustrating thing about the show on the whole um it just doesn't seem authentic that like they would ever be tight again like it just doesn't you know like agree that doesn't make any sense um and you know and joey is still like doubling down on the dynamic that she has with dawson which is to be like so supportive and so encouraging to him your and script she's is so like, good oh my god I, believe, I still believe in the script and dawson's like well i don't know if i do because the script was supposed to be about friendship okay i just want you all to remember that as we see what this script is and how it goes on Mm -hmm. okay great thanks so so um you know and like you know then he says i don't really want to be friends with paisy ever again and i'm like great i'm glad you admitted that to yourself you would have we all knew that to be true we would have saved ourselves a lot a lot of 
stupid shit. shit this past like three Two, seasons yeah, you three know seasons. yeah and oh joey's like you don't mean that you don't mean that about pacey like you can't give it up all now if you do give it up all now like it was a waste and i was like okay not to get marie Kondo about this but like friendships change and like yeah. sometimes the person who was your best friend grows to not be that person anymore and that doesn't mean it was a waste and i'm yeah. like you know they brought you joy at the time and now you like let go of you know not your love but the relationship in some ways and like i get that that's a realization that i think you come to later in life than when you're 20 um like definitely come to later in life than when you're 20 but also like in i i hated that from joey where i was just like it i guess it feels like me- such an insight into joey's psyche of like if you let it go then what and like i'm like girl you need to learn how to let it go yeah i think for me the problem is like you know this whole episode is framing it as joey's wish has always been for the three of them to be back friends again Mm. but we don't know why like why because at the beginning of the show she like hated pacey and wanted dawson to not be friends with him right so like what like again how does joey feel like what why does she want pacey like i understand that she doesn't want to be the reason why pacey and dawson aren't friends anymore and i i can understand that because she she feels guilt about that but they're also not friends for a number of reasons mainly that they don't see the world the same way they don't have the same moral compass the morality they don't have the same values um they don't have the same type of understanding and and you know um way in which they show up in friendships you know Mm -hmm. dawson Mm -hmm. hasn't showed up in in any of our main characters friendships all year except for audrey you know like does he even know that grams has cancer like when was the last time he showed up for jen or jack right you know pacey on the other hand he shows up he's like we see his friendship with all these characters obviously not enough but like when they're together you're like damn i want more of that so just the way in which they are friends I don't under like it's one of those things where you're like what is special about the friendship of Dawson and Pacey that Joey is so dedicated to preserving you know yes I I think that's a totally valid question and I would add another question onto the pile which is that like we get this kind of thing from Dawson where he's like you know this movie was supposed to be a celebration of friendship and this golden era that was probably better in my head, but I don't want to do it anymore because it seems disingenuous. And there's this question that I have, which is like, what fucking movie are we watching? You know, like, what movie is this? And like, why isn't it a movie about like this, the celebration of friendship that like gets through hard shit and takes Mm -hmm. time? And like, you know, is this just another story of him and Joey breaking up? Um, we have no idea what this movie is about because I thought it last season we were led to believe it was about the Dawson and Pace or Dawson and Joey like romance and you know Joey's like you got it right this time Dawson and you're like dear god what the fuck now we're hearing it's about friendship um which I will have questions about you know later (laughs) on going forward 
Yes. Um, and so I agree with you where you're like, wait, what is going on here? And like, does like what does Dawson like again? I say, what does Joey feel? What does Dawson feel about Pacey, like and their friendship? I thought he thought they weren't friends and they hadn't been for three years. So why is he including this story as you know something that needs to be told? Moreover, just all that aside. For the like virtuoso wonderkin we're supposed to think Dawson is, he can't do a story that like he doesn't feel, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, or that I he hasn't know. like lived through. And like, and yeah, I mean, like I, I just know. like, wait, what? Like Spielberg directs like Jurassic Park. Like, did he um, go he to a theme park with dinosaurs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like, what is that? Like, what is this? also about like Dawson (laughs) right yeah I mean good question but um Joey's like okay I'm gonna leave you to sulk and I'll be back tomorrow and then you don't get to sulk anymore so Mm -hmm. whatever yeah and I just walked away feeling the same that you did where they're each telling each other what they want you know joey's like i want you to make this movie and i want you to be friends with pacey and dawson's being like i'm not going to make this movie and i will never be friends with pacey and then they don't hear each other like both of them like this episode is about joey being like well dawson said he doesn't want to make this movie nor be friends with pacey but we're going to make gonna... this movie and I'm going to make them be friends. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's like, it's hard for me to watch that because I just personally don't think that's healthy or respectful of people's yeah. boundaries. And yeah. I also just like my personal style of friendship is to just believe people. Even if I know that maybe, even if I think that they're lying to themselves or I think that's not what they really want. I'm like, okay, I need to take you at your word because you need to practice, you know, being uh authentic to your word you know yeah I do know so we go to Boston Mm -hmm. Joey is at Jen or Graham's house and Jack and Jen and Audrey are all there in the kitchen and she's like doling out Joey's like doling out assignments so Mm -hmm. I know that like what Cape Cod is like two two and a half hours from Boston I think think so or maybe 90 minutes just depending on where Yeah. So in LA, that's nothing. And that I don't blink an eye at that. Like, okay, two hours. You want me to drive two Uh hours? Like it can take me, it can take me close to that long to get to your house on certain days. Um, (laughs) but like, but like, well, not quite that long, but it can take almost an hour to get to your house on certain days, but like, you know, so I didn't blink at that, but I was also like, is Joey just driving back and forth from Boston to like get her friends into this? Like what's going, what are the logistics like in this, uh, in this scenario <laughs> anyway? Um, but so she's, she decides that Audrey is going to be cast as Miss Jacobs. And I was okay, like, so this movie is about friendship. Why is Miss Jacobs there? Why is she here? Why is she back? Could we not? What does Miss Jacobs have to say about friendship? I would say that the Miss Jacobs storyline is an abdication and outright failure of friendship. Yeah. But that's just me. I mean, I just don't know how, like, what, 
well, we, you know, it's just like, what? Like, so you're telling this story that like, I mean, a lot of people have emailed us about this and we'll get in the listener corner, but like, did you ask Pacey if he's okay with like you telling this story about like him being molested? Um, okay. And then what, what does that have to do with this friendship story you're telling? Like, what right. the fuck? Oh my God. And, and like, anyways, well, and it's, I mean, the problem is, the problem is, is that um, this show on the whole does not think that what happened to Pacey was bad. I know because we're still cracking jokes about it and it's very dark to see. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it just has aged so poorly. Yeah. And, you know, and- they all joke about like, oh, well, you know, she, it, Audrey's like, so I'm going to play the woman that deflowered Pacey. And you're like, this is so gross. I just need to like not think about it. And then Jack's but like, then it gets well, you can play Eve. Funny. And then yeah. it gets, it's like, I'm horrified. I'm horrified. I'm horrified. Let's turn on a dime. I'm in fucking hysterics. Like, yeah, it's so Jack, weird. Yeah. Jack yeah, Jack's is so like, funny. You can play Eve. They always give him the jokes. <laughs> and then Joey's like, oh, Eve Joey's didn't like, make the cut. <laughs> like, and I was like, I do see you, Gina, like giving us that wink of like, we know that Eve was a misstep. Like, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I see. Mm-hmm. And Audrey's like, who's Eve? And Jack's like, long story, ambiguous ending. And I was like, God, yeah. Jack, we've missed, <laughs> how we've missed you all season. It's, it's, it, those are cute moments for like the season finale where it's I like, agree. we're still calling back like these, you know, other uh, things. I, I, I was cracking up at that. And like pointing out our failures, you know, like that's to me, like, uh-huh. okay, like good on you that like you can point out that like, yeah, we went wrong with this. But then we cut to Joey at Doug's well, Jen, house. Jen wonders where Pacey oh. is. She's like, where is Pacey? So right, we right, get right. like a the discussion cut. of him. Yeah. yeah. And then we cut to Joey at Doug's house to get Pacey. And uh-huh. Doug's like, it's, it's ugly, girl. I'm going to warn you yeah. before you step into this. It's ugly. And Pacey's <laughs> in boxers and a tank top with just chip crumbs everywhere. I was cracking everywhere. up. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're, like, all over his face. It's so funny. <laughs> I know. And he's, like, laying on the couch watching soap operas, which I I love. I just love that for I know. him. <laughs> Joey's yeah. like, okay, come on. You're coming with me. Like, get up. Let's go. And, and he's, he's like, all no, pathetic. No. And he, yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm too depressed to go on, you know? And, yeah. and Joey's like, well, we got to make Dawson's movie on $10 and a dream. And you're, I just like, again, I like, I need to get over it. But like, why is she like, Dawson has made it clear. He doesn't want to be friends with Pacey. Why is she doing this? I think it's like her weird guilt. Like, I think she feels guilty that she she feels like she is the person who broke up their friendship. And I would argue that that's not true. Um, But like, you know, and she feels guilty about it and like, she wants to make amends. And I guess my thing is like, I understand that when you're in high school. And I think Mm -hmm. by this point I would be like, whatever, man, like, yeah, it's, I guess it's so sad to me because you know, we haven't really seen them all be friends in two seasons now. And we don't see her fighting for the friendship of Jen and Jack and Audrey in the same way. I agree. And like, that's just like, it's so, it's hard to watch. It, it really is. And it, yeah. it feels so disappointing to see time and time again, Joey prioritizing this 
friendship, quote unquote, friendship she has with Dawson and making everyone else be friends with Dawson. When like, we look at that friendship and we're like, this is very toxic and very like undesirable. Yeah. And why are we doing this? You know? Um, And for the show where the thesis is like, can your childhood, your, you know, childhood best friend survive your sexual awakening? The every, at every turn, the answer is no. And I, I just like, I don't know why they made that choice. <laughs> well, and to be it's so to, resounding no at every turn. It's interesting yeah. when you when there's a complicated like, okay, sometimes it seems like no, and sometimes it seems like yeah, maybe we're okay. But the thing is, totally with Dawson agree. and Joey, with Dawson and Joey, the answer is never okay. It seems like we might be okay. The answer is always a resounding no. I totally agree with you. It, it's just like. <laughs> What? There's not like, one point in this show where you're like, God, they're such good friends. Yeah. Like, and like, you know what? I think they can make it through this. <laughs> never. I, don't I know. mean, it's, we never think that. I totally agree. It's so like, you know, by, I think we think that like up in, in season two, we're like, maybe they can make it work. Or you know, even in season in, three. Season and one. But like. Even in season three the, in the middle where they're like yeah by the end of season three you're like okay well this is interesting now they've said that the the answer to the you know hypothesis the original question is no and then they just like continue on with no and but while trying to tell you that it's still a maybe and you're like but everything i'm seeing on the screen is a no this is a no yeah why are we still doing this exercise in this manner because it's compelling to like you said have it be like back and forth of like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm having deep thoughts about, you know, this question. Yeah. Yeah. So Pacey's like, no, I'm going to fuck everything up. I'm going to lay here on the couch and watch my stories. Thank you so much for coming over. Really appreciate it. Um, and Joey's like, you know, I need you and Dawson needs you. And Pacey's like, I, no girl, I, it's a no for me, dog. Like I don't need, yeah. I'm not going to do this. You have to accept that. And she's like, I don't accept it and I never will. So again, to your point, she's rushing like, over. She's like, I hear what you're saying and I don't care. And yeah. And he like goes back to his stories and she like leaves and throws the remote at him. And like, I do like these moments where like, he's kind of a mess and she's like, we gotta, you know, we gotta like, you gotta get it together sir because like it's not the first time we've seen these moments between the two of them Mm -hmm. but i'm like this is the the moment where i go joey the reason that you end up in the middle is because you do this you have put yourself in the middle of these two men yeah they've both said girl you're not gonna get what you want like you're not i'm sorry like it's just not gonna happen and she's like nah dude i refuse to accept that and i will ride or die for something that you've both set up a very firm very clear in a show where at this point a lot of things are very unclear what's happening this is the one thing that we are a hundred percent clear on exactly they do not want to be friends (laughs) exactly so stop so stop yeah you know so, so I, we get to I, we go back to fucking Harley and Patrick. Oh my god! Oh to my god! Busting into her BFF's room and yep. her BFF making out with her boyfriend is making out with Patrick and Joey. Like I mean, I have, I have some questions about this. This, Joey this says, scene has been significantly cut down. 
so Audrey's there too, and I'm not yeah. sure why, but no. okay, she's there. We're and back in Boston. Joey, we're back. In, I was yeah. going to say we're back in Boston. The don't scene in the middle like of this, this, she was in Cape Side. Yeah, like don't you think that scene in Cape Side should have happened before the like I don't know whatever. Anyways, <laughs> either before <laughs> the the Grams's kitchen or after this. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Um, yeah, so she she catches Harley and Patrick. Harley is what well, we've decided she's 16, 16, making out in Harley's room. And Joey is like, if you don't help me, I'm gonna tell your dad. And I just like, I'm not a parent, so I just need our parents to weigh in. Are parents not okay with teenagers making out? Like a 16 year old making out. Like, I just I, don't understand there's any leverage to be like, I'm going to tell your dad you were making out. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It would be one thing. Like, she, they were making out on Harley's bed with the door closed, but they were like fully clothed, sitting upright, sitting up. So yeah. I, I was like, I mean, you know, I know some parents have like rules about like, if you have someone over, the door has to be open or if I'm not here, they can't be here. Like those things, I guess. But like, no, it seems wild. I, you're right. That's a wild thing. Like who cares? Yeah, but she goes, but she's like, I'm going to tell your dad. And then immediately is like, okay, I'm not going to tell him, but you owe me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> like there's something cut out. That scene was longer. I guarantee you. It's so weird because like Harley's Joey's best friend. All she has to do is be like, hey, can y'all help me with this? And Capeside would be super fun. And Harley would be like, yeah, best friend. Got you, girl. Got like, you, girl. <laughs> I don't know. Page we, me why later. We have to Page me later. Have and again. Let me know the deets. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we have to have this weird narrative like that is so like against like sexual exploration in a in a safe way like I don't I just don't think like making out is something that you should um like a 16 year old is something that should be uh seen as so bad you know what I mean I mean yeah I do know what you mean <laughs> so it's a like former really 16 weird. year old I definitely know what you mean <laughs> yeah it's it's very yeah. weird I don't know I, that was like really <laughs> jarring to me I was like what oh god this is so bizarre totally. So they want Patrick to act and Harley to act in this movie. And like, I was like, okay, so in case it wasn't totally obvious, like Patrick is Pacey and Harley is Joey, but also like, what? Um, I know we've hashed that out already, but yeah, it's still, like, it's it, obvious it that's like what they're trying to tell us, but yeah. again, doubling down, keeping this through line, you're like, it doesn't make any sense y'all. And it doesn't ha like, you don't have to do that. Like you just yeah. don't have to. What? Right. Oh my God. So then we go to this, like, like this film, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be at a university, but like some like film rental place and Jen tries to sweet talk this nerd into loaning them film equipment. But of course it turns out that the nerd does not want to go on a date with Jen. He wants to go on a date with Jack. And <laughs> I did kind of like that. I know it is. It was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack's face is so funny. He's where like, he's okay. like, actually, the guy at the, you know, the clerk's like, actually, I'm not interested in you and Jen. He like turns to Jack and Jack's face just like cracked me up. It's it like, was so funny. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I like God. it. Like queers can yeah, be yeah, bribed no, as well. Que was, queers can be bribed with scene. sex just to let you know. Yeah. So no, every time Jack was on the scene, I was like, I love this. I, I wish we got more with yeah. this character because he's 100%. so good. 
totally so we go to the Leary's Dawson gets home from work and Gail's on the porch and she's yeah, like he pulls up in his jeep and I was like I don't know can't you sell that like right. if you're I don't know whatever anyway if you're really hard up for cash so yeah. he's like I'm gonna take a nap before my like double shift and when he gets in his room Jack Jen Audrey and Joey are there with a bunch of film equipment and Joey's like now you have no excuses we got all the actors like yeah, Duh. Dawson's stunned and he, yeah, Dawson tries to make excuses like, well, no, we can't do this. What about the cast? Joey's like, got it. They're learning their lines now, you know? And like, again, like in a vacuum, like I love this scene. Like they're all together, which we're thirsty yep. for constantly. Yeah. And like, I do like everyone like working on a project together. Like I, that was part of the fun of seasons one and two when they're working on this like movie or like, this is fun. I like this. Um, yeah. But because we're, it doesn't, it's so jarring because it doesn't feel earned. When was the last time Dawson and Jen were together? Like on it, showing their friendship In the even. the beginning of the season, I think. Yeah. Like I, I just, like at, at Hell's Kitchen at one point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, like, I mean, him and Audrey, it makes sense because he showed up for Audrey and was like an actual good friend to her this season. But the other people you're like, I, I don't get this. And like, right. I like watching it, but because I've also seen every other episode of season six, I don't understand right. what is Where happening. Yeah. So he's like touched and, you know, Gail comes in. He's like, I, you know, I have a job now. Like I can't do this. And Gail comes in and is like, well, you're fired. And she's like, here's some champagne, make a toast, start production, like go do the thing. And he's like, okay, let's do this. And and it's cute to see Gail there with champagne and like supporting it. But again, yeah. it's I was asking last episode, I'm like, I don't like Dawson, like I'm not judging, like, you know, Gail is a single mom now and that's very expensive and whatever. But like it didn't make sense that like Dawson is like, I don't have any money. What am I supposed to do? And you're like, but you're rich like I don't know yeah. and then Gail comes in and it's like you're fired um don't worry make that movie and you're like well why did we go through this two-month storyline where he's working so hard like you know what yeah. I mean like I don't know it was kind of like what is going yeah. on so you know um we go to Doug's house from here and Doug's complaining that Pacey isn't cooking for him he's like listen bitch you I gave you a couch you're a chef. Where's my eggs, Florentine? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I we had a good... deal. Yeah, there is a quick scene before that where, like, we it's just like an establishing of like what the crew looks like for their setting up this movie, and it oh, is right. very, very elaborate. And Joey's walking around like pr producing the film, like she's right. in charge of like organizing a lot of stuff. Um, and she, which Joey I asked loved Gail... it to. I would have loved it to be framed more like that, where like Joey misses producing movies and misses like that thing that she used to do you know what hmm. I mean like it I do been, I do I would just have, like, given more understanding as to why she's working so hard for Dawson's movie to happen yeah I guess my thing well I'm going to talk about it later but yeah I hear you and like the only important part of that is that Joey asks Gail about a special delivery and Gail says it's in transit so mm -hmm. um so so yeah we're at Pacey's Pacey and Doug are bickering about breakfast and like Pacey's like Doug you got to learn how to cook chicks dig it and then like pokes his head back in the kitchen is like and guys do too 
Um, so that hasn't changed. Um, mm-hmm. And then we go directly to the scene from the pilot where Miss Jacobs walks into the video store. But it's like Patrick and that other kid and Audrey George. as Miss Jacobs. Yeah, George. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And this scene is not going well because Audrey's dress had to be washed because Patrick like got shit on it or something. And then there's this like very gross back and forth where Patrick is like this horny dick and like wants Audrey to be naked. And then Joey starts threatening him. And like, I just like don't (laughs) care about Patrick. So I don't care what's happening right now. I totally agree. And I, it, it didn't make sense why they just couldn't give Audrey another dress too. Like, I don't right. know. It, it, it didn't, I felt like we also missed some moments in that scene and I didn't really know what we're supposed to take away. This and again, is what happens like, when you don't build it, anything. Yeah. It felt like the whole of season six where you're like, I don't give a fuck about Patrick. Why does he even have a line right now? Oh, cool. You brought back this character, George, that was obsessed with Dawson in this other episode. Like what? This is so dumb. Like, give me more time with Jack and Jen. Like, I don't need to be with these people. Yeah. And like, you know, Dawson's giving direction and he's like, you know, okay, Audrey, like, can you lower your robe? So your shoulders are showing. And he tells Patrick, like, I know you've got it in you to imagine the rest. And I'm like, how am I supposed to be rooting for Dawson when he's being gross? Like, well, also he is telling a story about friendship, but the way that he's, you know, portraying this story that happened to, you know, his his childhood best friend it's super bizarre like i don't understand what this has to do with the friendship where it's like okay patrick you be a creepy horn dog and this you know like older woman who like audrey is 20 right 21 yeah yeah. we all know miss jacobs was actually 37 so like it's like not even the portrayal they even in what dawson is portraying on screen it's more of a like um kind of less creepy you know what I mean like yes. I don't know it's like way less it's just like a, a 20 year old and like a 17 year old and that's still illegal I and creepy but like less <laughs> than a 37 were... year old and a 15 yeah. year old yes yeah. yes significantly <laughs> so we cut then to Pacey who is now scrounging money by selling thank you credits into in this movie like he's offering mm-hmm. cameos he's just being so charming he's at a dentist's office And like, he's just super charming to this like woman and is like trying to get her to give him money. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we go back to the film set where Joey is like, she's like, Dawson, like how the light is coming through the window. You can see through Audrey's dress. And Dawson's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and, he, and then you're kind of like creeped out, but then Audrey's like, how's this? And then Joey's like, oh, she knows. And Dawson's like, yeah, of course. And you're like, okay, that's good. That we're- I was like, I will give you that crumb that like Dawson yeah. is like not being, he's like, of course, I'm not going to do that without telling her. And I was like, okay, you get a crumb, Dawson. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, I, I'll give you credit when it's due. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And but- then like the shop owner comes in and starts yelling. And I was like, wait, doesn't this guy know Dawson? Like, didn't I Dawson like, work isn't there? this Dawson's old boss? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, what I, is going agreed, on? Agreed. Because, like, you know, it's it's filmmaking. It's indie filmmaking, right? Things start to fall apart. Doug can't yeah. block traffic anymore. They're losing the location. And, like, this is where what you said about Joey, you wanting to see Joey, like, maybe, like, 
remember how much she loves it. There was this part of me in this moment where I was like, Joey is not cut out for this because she starts no, I totally melting agree. down. She starts spinning and is like actually being unhelpful. And I yes. was like, well, this doesn't like make sense for what they're trying to tell us about the like collaboration friendship of Dawson and Joey. Like they're not good for each other, even in this moment. She's like spinning out of control. Like we're never going to get this done. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I, like, what is this? And not only that, but if you'll recall the last few movies Dawson's done, Jen has done a stellar job of actually doing this and not yeah. melting down and helping. And so there's yeah. this part of me that's like, yet again, we, this show has this amnesia where like, if Joey were really trying to help, she would put Jen on this, you know, mm -hmm. like, but of course, she's never gonna give Jen that credit. I saw your face. I yeah, see it. She, 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 they've never, she's never been comfortable, you know, being friends with her, or like letting Jen, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, Jen, Joey competes for Dawson's time and, you know, energy and friendship or whatever. So, anyone who comes and, you know, is a threat to that friendship, she just like can't handle. Yeah. It's really sad. I don't know. I agree. And even after all this time and like a year of them not being friends i don't know it's kind of hard um but totally anyways i totally agree i was like wow this is how they collab together lol like oh my right. god and then we hear todd coming in he's like hello 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 and you're like oh great you know great yeah well and also and like dawson makes some joke before todd comes in about like if we can bribe people to like let us stay longer but but since we don't have any money we have hot girls and like that's just as good in some places and i'm like okay yeah. no that was a joke but like ew um well it's weird because he's always dawson's always framed as like the non-horn dog and it's like right. he's still like he's being creepy i don't know right. super bizarre but it was funny when todd walks in and dawson's like what the hell are you doing here right. <laughs> i cracked up at that that made me laugh so hard well, and then, then we find out like, like gail called him emailed him the script and peak internet 2000s comedy like 2000s internet comedy i mean yeah. he's like it took two days to download and i was like oh god <laughs> yeah remember those days <laughs> super remember a one yeah. song downloading for like three fucking days exactly um, but he's like you know this is what i want the kind of project i want to be in and i'm here for whatever you need and like dawson's like can you be my camera operator and dp and he's like yes and then he tries to order Todd's coffee like, and from can you Dawson. get me a coffee and Dawson's like about to go get it and then he's like actually I'm the director and then Dawson makes Joey do it yeah <laughs> I was like and what? like I don't know Todd, Todd gives this like totally Todd speech that we're supposed to be touched by but like it's dumb anyway I hate him so yeah, <laughs> whatever same so then we get a scene Later. no one needed where yeah Todd and Joey are talking about broccoli. It's super weird. We're going to yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Although he they does say in California, this is a reasonable request about the broccoli. And I was like, I hate that. Thank you so much. It is not. Well, I, I don't even understand. I, I think it is. Yeah. Can I get a plate of broccoli for my meal? That is a, a reasonable request in California. I wouldn't be seen but as absurd. But he wants broccolini and not broccoli. It's too big so yeah anyway, like I, I don't know you're like Dumb. okay that's fine but like I don't know it's just it's super I don't know why is that scene there like I don't know no it's idea weird um, and we get this quick shot of Pacey running into another business and then we go mm -hmm. straight back to um to this set where it's the sea monster from the deep scene like the where we yeah, saw where we were introduced staying. to Pacey in the pilot yeah 
Yeah. And Harley's saying the exact same things from the pilot. Like, no way. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. And like, you think it's because like Joey says that because she's not going to kiss Pacey, which is funny to see her best friend saying the same lines. But we find out from Patrick that Harley can't swim. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense, but okay. Okay. And then Joey passes the broccoli to Audrey again. Why is this happening? And then they do this hilarious scene where Dawson has figured out a way to film a water scene not in water so Joey's like just splashing water on Harley (laughs) it's yeah it's funny and like we get this like cut back and forth of them doing this movie stuff and then Pacey getting kicked out of businesses and like and then we go to the scene between Harley and Joey where Harley is like is my character you must have you, this must have been your favorite scene it of, was so this, great. of the show. Yeah. And Harley's She's like, like Am are I a you lesbian? a lesbian? And I was like, yes. End of story. Like, end <laughs> and of Joey's TV like, show. no. And Harley's like, but why would you hate the girl next door so much and want to hang with that asexual film dork? And I was like, God, I was like we've been saying living. this for three years now. I'm like, living. oh my God. I'm oh my living. God. And my thing is like, I wish we had gotten ace representation in this. Like I would have loved for Dawson to actually be asexual. It would have helped a lot of problems. Yeah. But like, you know, she's like, you did that. Or like my character did that instead of going to France. And like, Joey just like is defensive and is like, well, maybe you're not ready for France. Like maybe you had this sucky childhood and you had to grow up a lot. And Harley's just like, is that gay guy a good kisser? Because like, that's the only explanation for all of this. And I was just like, yeah. God, Harley is chaos. And I really don't care. But every once in a while, she like pulls out some. No, gold. I felt like this was good because Joey tries to explain why she doesn't go to Paris. And then and then, yeah, Harley's like, wow, that gay guy must have been a good kisser, which I wasn't sure if she was talking about Dawson or Jack. I wasn't sure. But then um, <laughs> we see Jack, but then close up of Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What what she was trying to say. But then um, uh, I felt like it was good because Harley's like the audience of like, why is why was this happening? Why right. were you so hating on Jen for all this time? And like, you know, obsessed with this person, you know, and then, and then even your excuse for not going to Paris, it doesn't make any sense. Like it had to have been because of your sexual awakening. And it's kind of sad. You couldn't admit that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And in this moment, when, when Harley says like, why were you so mean to the girl next door? It kind of made me sad because I realized we don't know who's playing Jen or if she's even in the movie. I mean, we would assume she is, but yeah, that's true. She's at least referenced, but we don't know if she's in it or like what, what's her stunt casting? Who did Joey cast as Jen? Like, I don't know. That kind of bummed me out. Right. At this point, who would be a good stunt cast for this? Yeah. I mean, they went to all the trouble of establishing who the character of um, George was a few episodes ago. Like we couldn't have gotten also like a Jen in that same scene, you know, like a whatever analogous to Jen. I don't know. It was one of those things where I was like, man, that's kind of a bummer. So we go to Pacey at this restaurant talking to the manager and he's like, oh yeah, I was working in a restaurant, but like now I'm just doing this. I'm like helping a friend out. And the manager like delivers a takeout order to this woman that we saw in the dentist's office. And she's like totally a that girl, this actress. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name is Nicole. Is she? Yeah. I I looked at her and she's like in one episode of a bajillion shows. Mm, Yeah, she didn't look familiar to me, but I know what you're talking about. She looked familiar to me. 
um but she's in one episode of everything um Uh so she's like oh you don't remember me do you and pacey's like no and then like she's like he's like oh wait you were at that dentist's office and she's like yeah but like we went to high school together (laughs) yeah and then we find out it's christy livingstone which like honestly i was like come on ali lard everyone knows whatever i don't know ali larder is they just couldn't famous at least make her like a belinda mcgovern or whatever yeah like someone else totally (laughs) but you know pacey's like follows her you know Mm -hmm. and we're like oh shit christy livingstone so we go then to the leary porch grams looking at the old house and jen comes to sit with her yeah and they're like grams is like those kitchen curtains are ugly i don't know how gail stands looking at it and i was like yes queen i love that and she's like you know jen's just like you know how are you okay like what's going on and she's like you know it's just really nice to see you guys all together and like here in cape side one having last, fun one last day she says one last day in cape side and Jen's yeah. like, it's not going to be the last time we're in Cape Side. Like, we'll definitely come back for something. It's not like we're. And then she trails off. And then Grams is like, dying. No, we're not dying. You're yeah. right. You know? Yeah. And she's it's like, a we're beginning sweet... a, new, a new chapter in our lives, like a long one. Yeah. And it's and, yeah. such a sweet moment between the yeah. two of them. And then Jen asks her, like, if she ever misses Cape Side. And Grams is like, yeah, but I have no regrets. And like, I don't know. I, I that really spoke I liked to it me, honestly. Yeah, like as yeah. someone who recently moved, it really spoke to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and they hug, and it's just like oh, I love them so much. And this is what I mean when like we get these stupid Harley and Patrick scenes at the expense of this, you know? Right, right. Or Todd and Broccoli scenes. Yeah, totally. So like, and then Dawson comes in, and he's like, gently kind of tells them that they're in the shot, and he needs them to move. <laughs> Well, it's like, sweet because Jen is like, oh, if, is the cab there? And then it's so poetic. You're like, oh, like, you know, yeah. like the mention of the cab as they're like filming this movie. But yeah, yeah, then Dawson's like, no, you're in my shot. And they laugh and it, it is kind of funny and they hug him and it's sweet. Like they have like, even though we didn't see the reconnection or the f- friendship build, um, you know, in this season of of Jen and, and Dawson, like they do have a like the, you still can kind of buy that as they like hug and they 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 have yeah. like at least for grams you're like yeah she's known dawson like his whole life you know yeah. like they'll always have this connection you, you can you can buy it more in the storytelling than some of the other things we're supposed to buy about dawson totally and we get, and we this, get montage. this montage yeah where yeah it's and it's so like, sweet everyone is saying goodbye there's a cab like you know, and they just like are laughing and having a nice time. And Audrey like, and it's Gale so nice. There and Joey. Yeah. It's so nice to see like all of these people smile, having smiling, having fun with each other. Like we just mm-hmm. so rarely get to see these people be joyful around each other. And this is I such totally a like, agree. breath of fresh air. Now, no, I totally agree. It was really sweet. I mean, I wish Pacey was there and I also wish it wasn't like the midway point of this episode. Right. <laughs> like, couldn't we get more time with Jen and Jack and Grams? I would love that. But, and also there's no real, like, where is this cab taking them? The airport, the train station, are they taking a taxi all the way to New York city? No one knows. Um, and so, you know, we get this shot of Jen where she's like, what she's like looking at the, you know, the surroundings kind of like taking it in one last time. 
And she's like, what is this feeling? Like, it feels like everything is getting smaller and smaller, but I can't touch it. And Jack says it's called goodbye, which this interaction means literally nothing, but Mm -hmm. they're so good that it like seems like it should. And I was like, I'm tearing up a little bit. This doesn't mean anything. I totally agree. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. What is this feeling (laughs) where everything's getting small and Jack's like, it's goodbye. And I was like, I don't know if I describe goodbye as that, but like, okay. I love it. I love you too. (laughs) I'm like feeling all the feelings, especially after a montage of all y'all like hugging and being friends, which I'm like always desperate for. I'm like in the right mood to just like pop out a tear right now. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, Jen sort of sees Patrick and Harley and that other kid that I, George playing on the dock in these costumes that, that Joey Mm -hmm. and Pacey and the pilot Dawson and the pilot. And she's Mm -hmm. next to this cab. And it's like, yeah, in this one way, it is like this full circle moment, right? Like this is totally what I both love and hate about this show, which is that like, Mm -hmm. I love that like this show gives us a full circle moment. Jen got out in episode one of this cab with the three of them there already and Mm -hmm. blew up this dynamic in many ways, right? And now she's getting into the cab to leave with these friends of hers. I wish all three of them were there. I wish they were good friends but like she's been Mm -hmm. through so much and my the thing that I hate is that like I can't I don't feel like this this like full circle moment gives us the full weight because this show has not built to any of it so like because we haven't spent a lot of time with Jen in season six and seen growth and seen all this like we're kind of like okay like it's a great like parallel but I feel like it's a good scene for personal growth of Jen that she's like ready to go back to New York and what yeah. Cape Side meant to her but they're framing it in this friendship when last episode Joey's like I've never had a friend that was a girl <laughs> you know yeah and so like you can't go back and forth the same way I feel about Dawson and the way he refers to Pacey where it's like you can't call him your best friend when it's convenient to you and then say you never want to talk to him again when that's convenient for you as well we like, haven't been we friends can't in act years. like yeah we can't act like Jen, like all these people are friends with Jen when like, we've never seen that, you know? Um, So like framing it that way is so interesting. I think that like the, and the story even of coming, we've already talked about that of her moving to New York. Like, I, I feel like that's like, a good way for her arc to end but we didn't it just came out of nowhere and there was no like confliction on her end which I would have liked to see like I would have preferred it to be of like okay I'm thinking about moving to New York because it will help my grandma and I don't know how I will feel because last time I was there I was in a very vulnerable I was in a a split dark space space. I never want to go back to but I think you know and and having like we at least we if we had seen CJ be like everything you've told me about your past, like, I don't even know that person. So I don't think you have to worry because you're, I don't see that person that you were. And I'm not saying that that, that didn't exist. I'm just saying like the person I know now is nothing like that. So I don't think you have to be so worried. And then at least would have been like, all right, I guess I get CJ, you know, and like, we could have seen at least why they were together. Um, and had like kind of this journey for Jen of it, the struggle to move to New York. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. And then to have her saying goodbye to Cape side, then we would have been like, wow, like, okay, she, she always wanted to go back to New York, but she never felt like she was ready. And now to see her finally be ready, it would have been cool to watch that instead of being like this weird friendship thing where you're like, you're not even friends with these people. <laughs> I agree with you completely. And that's why I say I both love and hate this moment, because I think it's a great moment that should be much better. 
um, you know. Yeah. And so like and because it's Michelle Williams, it's phenomenal and we're crying, but like oh, 100%, yeah, like, 100%. And man, like and this yeah. is, you know. Right, exactly. Like, you know, the the so Pacey and Christy, we go to Pacey and Christy. Um, and mm-hmm. they're sitting at this bar in the restaurant catching up and he's like, you know, telling her, oh yeah, well, I'll, you know, I did sail around the Caribbean and I like owned a BMW, like I've done shit mm-hmm. in my life, you know? And she's like, yeah. all right, well now you're back to where you started. And Paisley's like, well, not right where I started. Like I'm talking to you girl. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh man, that's some game you got there, Pacey. And well, also you know, it's an interesting framing for it too. I think this is the lesson he needed to learn because he was so depressed at the top of the episode of being like, I've lost everything. I'm back in rock bottom on Doug's couch again, the place I said I would never be. Yeah. And like, even, you know, in this moment where he's like telling someone all the things he's done and accomplished, he's like telling himself too. And then he's like, yeah. actually like, she's like, Oh, you're right back where you started. And he's like, Huh, no, actually, I'm not like I'm in such a better place, you know, and of yeah, course, the yeah. show has to be like, well, he's a horn dog. Like he's only in, he's only stoked because he's talking to Christy Livingston. But it's like, who cares? Like, how, whatever. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and like she, she's like, oh, I got to go. But here's my number. And like, you know, you should call me. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to. And like, yeah. I do like that turnabout, like that Christy is actually kind of nice. And Pacey kind of gets this full circle of not being this loser dude anymore. You know, not yeah. that I necessarily think he ever was, but like, you know, but we I do. see his growth. I just feel yeah. like we see his personal growth, yeah. much similar to Jen's growth that she's ready to go back to New York. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like we're seeing this, this arc that honestly it is all of season six of him. Like, who am I? Who do I want to be? Blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And we're seeing like that growth from it. So like, I agree where it's, it, it's like good. It's season six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then of course, Joey walks in because yeah. of course she does. Um, and she's like, you know, is that um, Christy Livingston? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And she's, she's like, you know, and please, like, yeah. And I got her number, like, hello. And then he's like uh-huh. telling Joey that she's like a metaphor. And Joey's like, yeah, bro, I fucking know. <laughs> Like she's, I know that she's like, you know, symbolic of all those girls you couldn't have in high school because you were such a loser. And he's like, yeah, exactly. And she's like, and like, I was like, thank God we don't leave that right there. Cause Joey's mm-hmm. like, look, like, you know, the fact that the normal girls, and then she has to, of course, insert something. I know. I, she, I totally agree. I was like, she, you're doing fine. And all of a sudden she makes a dig about girls being surgically enhanced. And that was like a gap. That was a story point in, in season, season two. two. They're like, yeah, yeah. Chrissy Livingston has fake tits. And you're just like, who cares? Like who fucking cares? Like, I'm sorry. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, right. I don't know. Like, why do we have to make digs at that kind of stuff? Like, right. you know, so you're saying like, a Joey, woman, you're making a, a woman point. who has, yeah. Like, so you're saying a woman who had breast cancer and had her tit removed, can't have a fake tit. If that's what makes her feel comfortable. Like, I don't know. Framing this like that is implying or just- that. Or just like a woman who wants to have different boobs. Well, like that obviously I mean, is like, the main point is like, I don't know, isn't it like her body, her choice? Like, come on. 
Right. And so, like, I mean, you know, we can talk about a society in which makes it makes women feel like they have to do things like this. That's a different conversation. But like digs at actual like women that what they choose to do is like, you know, it's fucked up. And this is out of line. The issue I have with Joey regularly. (laughs) No, totally. And I have an issue with that, too, because I think she's making a great point. And I think she fucking undermines it by saying this shit because Mm -hmm. she's like, look, you had all these girls around you that thought you were fucking great. Like you had me and you had Andy and you had Jen and you had Audrey. Like you've had all these women around you telling you how amazing you are and that you're not a loser. And like, you know, somehow that wasn't somehow just you have to hear it from Christy Livingstone and Pacey's like, you know, let me explain. And luckily we find out that Joey's picking up a to go order. So she like didn't know that she was Pacey was here a reason to be there yeah (laughs) I I was like wait does she just know he's there and like and I love that we get a mention of Andy however like don't you wish it would have been awesome if she was in this episode helping Uh, Dawson make the movie (laughs) you know like whatever whatever so Pacey's like how's the movie going and Joey's like not too late how's it going yeah and she's like you know you can come you can come hang out with us and like come help and Pacey's like, look, I'm not going to do that. But and he hands her this envelope full of cash. And he's like, can you just give this to Dawson? Well, he says, I meant what I said. So he is reminding her again, like, I meant what I said I, I to Dawson. Like, I don't want to be friends with him. We will never be the same. You know, mm-hmm. he's like reiterating again his boundary. <laughs> and then he's, he has like an envelope of cash and he slides it over to her. And he's like, this is what I got all you know, today. And I want, can you give it to Dawson? And I also think this is a good moment too, where she's like, she thinks about it and she finally kind of does make a choice. Yeah. Ish, you know, where she's like, no, I'm I'm just not going to put myself in the middle. Like, if you want to give him this money, you give it to him. And like, God bless her. I I feel like that's, that is the energy she needs for these two men in her life. I agree. I agree. No, you talk to Dawson. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to remind him that I am tied to you and you are tied to me. Like, you know, whatever. And Um, she's like, you know, this is not my I still don't understand what she means. Like, like, I don't understand what her choice is because I I personally feel like she already chose at the beginning of the season that she's never going to fuck Dawson again. And then she also chose that she's not going to fuck Pacey anymore. You know what I mean? In this For season. Now, at least, yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like she had already chosen to just be their friends. And now she's just choosing not to like mediate between the two of them, which is confusing for what happens at the end of this. Episode. I agree. Yeah. But for now, she's just like, look, you're right. This is not my fight. It's never been my fight. It never will be my fight. And he's like, so finally you're washing the hands of both of us. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to try. And mm-hmm. they like smile at each other and he's like, take care of yourself, Joe. And she's leaves without her food. So I know. <laughs> and I was like, good for her, but this is also a hilarious way to end the show. Like, <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I was like, um, what? this is so hilarious to me that they like, double down over and over and over even in this episode about this triangle being such a big deal and blah 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 and then she's like yeah I'm gonna choose to wash my hands of both of you and you're like okay. like what if this was the last interaction that Joey and Pacey had on the entire series like because this is the last episode the last interaction in this, the episode. Them in this episode 
So what if, because this was supposed to be the series finale, what Uh if in the whole series that was their last interaction? (laughs) That would be wild. That would just be so hilariously wild. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So then we go to Dawson's room. You know, Harley and the and George are like doing the scene at the end of the pilot where they're in bed. And he and Joey are like next to each other smiling. So like Dawson and Joey are kind of watching this scene take place. And, and like, Joey's loving it. And I just like couldn't stop cracking up about that. I was like, what is going on? Well, and like, so is he just, is I like, look, I, it's TV. I understand. We're supposed to like suspend some of our disbelief, but like, basically, is he just making the pilot of Dawson's Creek? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> and i just like i just don't understand what's going on okay and like why these people would want to like would love re-watching that i don't know it's so bizarre or anyway yeah (laughs) okay so you know he's like okay the you know wrap for the day todd like dawson thanks todd for like his help and then like audrey and todd start bickering he mm-hmm. calls Audrey a tart and she's like mad and is like, you just call me a prostitute. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> girly, can't you give me a massage now? Like, I think you should, you know, I think it's time. And like, she, it's gross. And then like, you know, yeah. he, there's this like interaction. Then he between like the two still of them. like smooth talks her and then she like cracks and smiles and then does give him a, a massage. And then yeah. at some point he's just like, you want to fuck? And she's like, yeah. And then they like run off together. And I'm just like, what are we supposed to take away from this scene? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you said, what are we supposed to take away from this scene? I was like, busy Phillips deserved so much better than this. Like, oh my <laughs> dear God. Yeah, I you mean, had busy Phillips. I, you had busy Phillips, and this is what you fucking gave her. The whole of season six, I just feel so bad. The storylines they gave her, like it's so fucking sad. And she has chemistry with all of the actors. Like, why is Harley here, or Todd, or Rich, or mm. Hedson, or all of these fucking motherfuckers? When Eddie, we could have had, yeah. yeah, Eddie. Like, oh my god, we could have had Audrey with like. Like she's in LA. I would have loved to see more scenes with her and and Dawson. God, could you have imagined if they went out together and her and um Natasha were <laughs> hanging out? Like, oh my God, that would have been a dream come true. Like they went to some like old Hollywood bar, like yeah, you know, yeah, that, like the, they, like, the powerhouse, kind of... like when the bar that we used to hang oh, out at, the powerhouse. Yes, the old powerhouse. Yes, yes. like yeah. the two, the three of them, just like in this crusty bar in Hollywood. Like, yeah, I we're there just giving it. Dawson a hard time the whole time, and he like can't handle it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like I don't know. Oh my Storms God. off, like that would have been yeah. fucking amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh. Or they all get like dragged to some club that like. Audrey knows everyone at and then Dawson's like totally out of place and is like fucking man sandals and you know yeah <laughs> shorts I would have loved it I mean, just um, like there's so much fun that could have happened but the the storylines we get for Audrey are just bananas and it's really sad it's really fucked up that they're like this is what we think this character is and then I just I can't wrap my head around why Joey and her are friends for the way that they portray this character you know what I mean so that's like just why is Joey so comfortable 
with this display of sexuality, but Jen's displays of sexuality like are repulsive to her. You know what I mean? Because Audrey was a slut from the get go and didn't try to take Joey's man right away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Um, but I want to say this is Todd's last scene. Goodbye to Todd. And this is Busy Phillips's last scene, which I think is like a true tragedy because Busy Phillips brought so much good energy to this show. She's such a breath mm-hmm. of fresh air. She's so great. And, and it was so clear that much like many of the women on this show, that they just didn't know what to do with her at a certain mm-hmm. point. And yeah, they did in- the same thing where it's like once her and Pacey break up, they didn't know what to do. I mean, that same thing happened to Joey. We all know this too, but like, you know, it it particularly happened to Andy, like really horrifically happened to Andy. And then, you know, it's just like, it's super bizarre. Like you never learned your lesson. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I have to praise the universe, the casting directors, whoever, for bringing Busy Phillips onto this show, because of course we still have the gift that keeps on giving, which is, the friendship between busy Phillips and Michelle Williams, which we still get to watch. Um, and maybe the best thing to come out of Dawson's Creek. Um, so we, so we go back to, uh, Dawson's bedroom and he's like looking around, he lays down on the bed and like Joey comes in and congratulates him. Yeah. And they have this like conversation. He's, he thanks her. I mean, good. And she's like, you know, God, I'm exhausted. And he's just like, man, spend the night. (laughs) She's like, uh, she laughs. She laughs. (laughs) Good. That's the only appropriate reaction to that. And, and he's like, look, you don't have to, if you don't want to, I don't understand. Plus it's a little bit dangerous. And she like, she's me. And she's like, what does that mean? And he's like, And then he says he just doesn't answer that. And he says, yeah, exactly. What if you woke up and you were 15 again? And I was like, I would die immediately. Are you kidding me? Never. Yeah. And she says essentially that too. she's like, I wouldn't fucking want to. Like that was (laughs) a hellhole. Like where I wanted to be with you. And then that like totally changed the course of my life. And I, you know, whatever she, she says to him, like, I I don't want to go back. Like, you know, I, I like where I am now. And like, I I just, I'm not that person anymore. And I'm kind of grateful for that. And it's one of these moments where like, you see what they're doing. Like the show's trying to have them have this really deep conversation, but all I could take away is that like, they don't know each other anymore. They're talking past each other. Dawson doesn't know Joey anymore that Joey like really likes her life the way it is now. And she doesn't want to, she already tried fucking him. She doesn't want to go back to that like turmoil where she thought they were going to end up together because it's too stressful and whether or not they love each other a lot, like that's not enough. Like, I don't know. I think that's like something you learn in your early years is that like, that's just not enough. Yeah, yeah love you that much like we also have to like be able to communicate and to understand each other <laughs> and to you know hear like, each other listen to each other and respond yeah. to that yeah yeah and, yeah and he says to her that like watching what the stuff they were doing today like he feels like this weight has been lifted and then he says something truly psychotic which is like he's like this movie is gonna save me a ton on therapy and I'm like I know <laughs> I was like uh like men no, white go men. to therapy please for the love of we're begging you go to therapy my god <laughs> so she's like you know today was like a great day and like how mm-hmm. many like really great days do you have 
And they have this thing like back and forth. And he's of, like, like, I hope that like I can be a part of more of your great days. And you're like, well, that means you would have to actually be friends with her and like be yeah. in her life. <laughs> right. But like, okay. And it does you know? feel like they're gonna kiss, like the way they're looking at each other. I was like, yes. don't fucking do it. No. And like Dawson, then Joey's like, how would you describe the movie we're making? And Dawson has the audacity to say this. Oh my God. He said, I was like, he wow, says, in the course of the show, this one episode, we've already changed the meaning of this movie. Yeah. He says it's about a girl who wanted more than what she had, who had who grow up, had to grow up to realize she already had everything she could want. And Joey says she likes that, but I disagree. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, what? I thought this was a movie about his childhood. And then we're like, okay, why is Miss Jacobs here? And then he tells us a movie about friendship. And I'm like, why is Miss Jacobs here? And now he's telling Joey, it's about what I think you are. And like, I thought you were a child, but now that you've grown up and you've seen, you already had everything you wanted. What? I was like, like so you're making a movie about Joey's perspective. You have mm-hmm. not talked to her about any of this. You mm-hmm. can't, you seem fucking incapable of talking about your feelings to each other. And Joey's like, or, even if you do talk about your feelings, you don't he- hear each other. Totally. You know? And Joey's like a hundred percent wonderful. No notes. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I, I was like, I couldn't hate the two of these people more. Could not hate them I totally more. agree with you. I was just like, <laughs> God, this is so sad to me because like, honestly, season one is fire. It's fire. And yep. you want them to be together like the yep. whole time. How did we get here? No, I know. Just one crash and burn after another. And then he's like, I don't want to close my eyes because like, I'm afraid when I open them, you won't be there. And she's like, just close them. I know. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, God, I hope she leaves. Absolutely don't be there when he opens them. She does. And it's yeah, so yeah. fucking funny. She's like, close them. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. It kind of made me sad because like, she is very straightforward with Pacey. You know, she's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, so you're washing your hands of both of us. And she's like, yeah. And then Dawson's over here of like, oh, sleep over. It's going to be dangerous if we stay in the same bed. And like, if I close my eyes, you're you're not going to be there. And she's like, close them. (laughs) I don't know. They have this really wild dream communication style. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. So we are supposed to get this Alexi Murdoch song, Blue Mind, when we cut back to Dawson. Like, it's morning. He's still asleep. And Joey is actually gone. But she did leave a note. So yes, it's a callback to the premiere episode as well. Yeah, and it's funny because he closes his eyes and she lies there staring up at the ceiling, which again happens in the pilot um, yeah. of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. But in the pilot, your your feeling you get is like her, like her, the one being conflicted, yeah. and in about like her love for Dawson, whether and her friendship, you know. And in this moment, she's just staring off. Like it felt so much like man i hate this guy (laughs) yeah i'm over it (laughs) get me out of here yeah (laughs) so and dawson like reads this note that joey leaves him and smiles and then we we cut we have so we're in this alexia murdoch song we cut we see joey weighing cheese at a cafe that she's apparently working at. (laughs) and then we cut to dawson at the ruins and pacey comes up 
And like, they yeah. both look like, and oh, we're not expecting Casey instantly knows what's going on. Right. And because he knows Joey better than Dawson. Right. A hundred percent. I, I like, also want to say, can I break in here and just say, uh-huh. this is the ending to Almost Famous. And um, yeah, I know. <laughs> and like, so I'm like, I know we know we're big fans of that movie too. And we know the writers were because they keep fucking referencing it in the show. Yeah. yeah. But this is Jack the literal, on the roof. That Jack on the roof screaming, I'm a golden God or whatever. <laughs> and like, yeah, exactly. And then someone doesn't someone. Um, well, so they say they reference it a lot anyway. So, but my thing is like, this is the actual ending to almost famous. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. the same ending. Yeah. Okay. It, the only difference is that like both of the characters in Almost Famous understand what's happening. Yeah. This one, true. Dawson literally has no idea. No idea. Because Dawson's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And yeah. Casey's like, the same as you, bro. And Dawson's like, nah, dude, you idiot. You're so stupid. I'm here meeting Joey. And Casey's like, <laughs> Casey's like, yeah. Me yeah. Too. Me too, dude. That's we're here for the same reason. Yeah, and then yeah. Dawson's like, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawson's like, ah, uh, I get it. And he, you, you still hear in his voice that he's like, I know Joey better than you. And you're like, no, Dawson, Pacey already understands what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And Dawson's like, Pacey saw you and understood everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, he understood Joey. He yeah. knows Joey, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and Dawson's like, I get it. Joey Potter, amateur peace broker. Um, and and Dawson's like, I wonder where she is. And Pacey's like, no idea. Not here. Um, <laughs> not coming. And she's like, you know, she wants us to work this out. And Dawson's like, never gonna happen. And he's yeah. like, Pacey's like, yeah, I mean, I told her that, but she doesn't listen to us. I was like, I mean, at I least know. we're admitting she, it. <laughs> Pacey's like, she never listens to a thing either of us have to, ever told her. And you're like, okay. I mean, you know? I wouldn't celebrate that fact. Yeah. And yeah. Pacey's like, you know, she, I told her things wouldn't be the same between us, but like, she doesn't listen. And then like Dawson's like, great. I'm going to, I'm out of here. Um, Deuces. See ya. Fuck yeah. off. You know? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. And Pacey's like, Hey, you know, like I said some fucked up things you did too. And, you know, I don't think we can go back to where we are, where we were ever. And we're only here because we love the same woman. And I don't regret a single moment I spent with her. And I'm guessing you feel the same too. Yeah. Um, And Dawson's like, you know, it makes sense that it never worked out for either one of us. All we wanted was to be have her, even if that destroyed our friendship. And I was like, back up. Is that what Pacey did? Yeah, I know. Um, and, she, and he says, and, then, all she and wanted- he's like, but all she wanted was for us to be friends. And I was like, yeah. And like, honestly, Pacey, and like, again, I don't think they should be friends, no. but we did see Pacey actively try to be her Dawson's friend because he knew that was what Joey wanted. And he kept telling her over and over, like, we just will never be friends. This guy does not want to be my friend. He doesn't want to be my friend. But like, he still would actively seek out a friendship with Dawson because he knew it was what Joey wanted. And even in Dawson's assessment of 
this situation. He doesn't see that. I don't know. Right. And like the show, I don't think sees it either because they're supposed to be like, yeah, Pacey, he never gave Joey what she wanted. And you're like, I don't know. I kind of saw him struggle and even be fine with Dawson trying to fuck his sister for a whole season because it was what <laughs> Joey wanted. Like, I just like, I don't like the way that the show thinks Pacey is, is like so different than the way I think Pacey is. Yes, I agree. I will say the line where, you know, he's like, all all we wanted was her and we destroyed our friendship over it. But all she wanted was for us to be friends again is like verbatim from Almost Famous. (laughs) It's like literally (laughs) verbatim the line at the end of the movie. And I also, I have like a different layer to add to this, which is that like, I really like the sentiment of like, all we wanted was, you know, her and all she wanted was for us to be friends. And my thing Mm -hmm. is like, I think she did want that and she didn't want to be the person that like caused the disintegration of their friendship. But I also think Mm -hmm. that Joey, particularly at the end of season three, was quite clear that she wanted Pacey. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was very clear that that's what she wanted. And like, the problem was, is that Dawson couldn't accept that. And like, right. Well, I, 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 but I do think that she also wanted them to be friends. That was, yeah, I think so too for her, you know, and I just, I just think that we're kind of saying the same thing in the sense that like Pacey understood what Joey wanted to this day, like, you know, the whole time and Dawson still like is framing it that like, you know, they like, I don't know, like the way that Dawson's framing it is like, he's tying his actions up with Pacey. When again, I just think that we saw Pacey actively try to pursue a friendship for the, for three years, we've been seeing it, you know? Yeah. And we haven't seen that energy from Dawson. And again, like, I think that's fine. I think that's fine that Dawson doesn't want to be friends with Pacey. Like I, he's, yeah, he's too. totally in the right. If he wants, yeah. if that's the way he feels, sure. but like to, to act like like it's both of them behaving that way is is just frankly bullshit agreed agreed and at this point pacey's like well could we be friends again like is yeah, that pacey's possible like look man like I want to give Joey what she wants. I've always wanted that. So, you know, this is what he's conveying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you this one last time, and I promise you I'll never ask it again. But like, is there a chance like we could ever be friends again? Like, you know, and Dawson pauses and then all he can say is (laughs) anything possible. possible. (laughs) like that's how they're gonna end this like the pacey and dawson storyline is supposed to end with anything's possible and then pacey like smiles at that which like do not understand and hands dawson i totally understand because he's like he's like i've been fighting for this three years and like even though Dawson admits that like, this is what Joey wants, Dawson would never put anyone else's feelings first. Like he, it's like one of those smiles where you're like, yeah, I know you're the reason why Joey can't have what she wants. And you can go ahead and keep on blaming me for this, but it's on you. Like I would smile at that too. Like you're a fucking asshole. Like, (laughs) okay. You know, you've admitted that you understand that Joey's goal and desire is for us to be friends. And it, and like, again, it's fine that you don't want to be friends, but you also have to acknowledge that that means you're not ever going to give Joey what she wants. It's yep. fine. Yeah. You know? And so then 
Pacey's like, fair enough. And he hands him the envelope of money and explains what it is. And I was like, in my head canon, that means that actually Pacey knew that Joey wasn't going to be there. Yeah. Why does he have the envelope? Right. Totally. Totally. Or is he just carrying it with him at all times? Yeah. But it, it's just like he <clears throat> yeah. knew he knows Joey better than anyone. No, totally. And like he tells Dawson what he did. Like he's like, you know, I went around to businesses and got them to invest. And he's like, you know, you might have to give someone a cameo or two. Like I didn't plant that idea mm-hmm. in their head, but whatever. <laughs> and Dawson like looks really shook. And I'm like, yeah, because there's no way in hell Dawson would ever do something like this to make something up to a friend. Like he said, sorry, I don't know, three times in this whole show. Like he's almost never even yeah. had to say sorry, let alone do something to make amends for something he feels like he fucked up. Like, yeah, I, mean, I he just can't even just even though Pacey has said over and over and including in this scene, like our friendship will never be the same. But like, could we be friends? Like, is there a way in which you could see us being old friends and being on fine terms yeah and even in that moment knowing that that is the one thing joey wants dawson's like nah dude nah you know and like i don't know it's hard because like again i do understand i understand that but the same time then stop acting like you're the perfect person for joey and that you would do anything for her because right you won't yeah Uh, he does thank pacey I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, the bear men. So then we go to Harley, like rowing the boat and see like the end of filming on the movie. And that's a mm-hmm. wrap on Harley and Patrick. We deserved so much better than that fucking bullshit storyline. <laughs> um, and then we, we go get to voiceover. This, yeah. From Joey. And we're supposed to get the classic song, the air that I breathe by the Hollies. Um, which is a great song. Well, I, I watched the song. original music. I watched this episode with the original music. I know. I can't, I, mm-hmm. It's like on a weird link and I don't want to. Yeah. I, I just watch <laughs> it on HBO. So she says she used to be afraid. She's like, I used to be afraid of so many things that I never grow up, that I'd be trapped in the same place for all eternity and that my dreams would be shy of my reach. And at this point we see Pacey working in a restaurant again um, mm-hmm. and Jenna and Jack going to NYU and Joey says, it's true what they say, that time plays tricks on you. One day you're dreaming and the next dream, next your dream is your reality. And we see Joey leaving the cafe she's been at and says, au au revoir. Au revoir. revoir. (laughs) Sorry, my French is terrible. So we know she's in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, like, now that this scared little girl no longer follows, follows me wherever I go, I miss her. There are things I want to tell her to relax, to lighten up that it's all going to be okay. And here's where, like, I personally feel like some of this feels like Gina Fattori's love letter to Joey Potter, like, and Mm -hmm. to the fans, like, this part of the speech, I think, is really good. And I think it's, like, Gina, Gina particularly, I think, as a writer, gives Joey so much space and empathy, and I do love Mm -hmm. that. I just, like, wish it was with the growth throughout the show and, like, allowing for Joey's flaws. And that's, like, Mm -hmm. not on Gina. That's, like, a problem of, like, the whole writing the whole mm-hmm. writing, you know, f- mm-hmm. like apparatus of this show. Yeah. Um, and so Joey continues. She says, I want her to know that meeting people who like you, who understand you, who actually accept you for who you are will become increasingly rare occurrence. And I was like, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> That's a really dark way to see the world, you know? And, I, but I do think it gives an, an insight into why she's so obsessed with Dawson because she yeah. doesn't think, 
people will love her in that way, you know, um, that s- someone has that childish love. Um, yeah. and I, I don't know, I, I'm just like, well, I don't know. We actually haven't seen that on the screen because for some reason, Eddie was like obsessed with you, even though he kept leaving and like, he, you know, yeah. so like whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think it gets better in adulthood and that people are much more accepting of you as a person. <laughs> so well, you're just... more accepting of yourself, yeah. you know, yeah. and you also know yourself better. So like, I don't know, you don't need people to accept your flaws in the same way because like, that's it. It, it doesn't matter whether you have to accept them. Right. Like it doesn't matter that people do. It matters whether or not you do. Right. So she goes on and says, Jack, Jen, Jack, Audrey, Andy, Pacey, and Dawson, these people contributed to who I am. They're with me wherever I go. And as history gets rewritten in small ways with each passing day, my love for them only grows because the truth is it was the best of times. Mistakes were made, hearts were broken, lessons learned, but all of that has receded into fond memory now. How are we so quick to forget the bad and romanticize the good? Maybe it's because we need to believe that the times we spent together actually meant something, that we were there for each other at a time in our lives that defined us all, a time in our lives we will never forget. And I want to say, I remember, you know, this aired, what, May 7th, 2003, we said. So Mm -hmm. you and I and our two roommates who, um, spoiler alert, are going to come talk to us. uh, Yeah at some point. Um, and, um, the four of us had lived in this house for a year. We had kind of like, it was the first time we had lived kind of without the crutch of dorm Mm -hmm. life, um, on our own. And, um, I was like getting ready to move to England. And Mm -hmm. I, I remember, I remember watching this and hearing that. And like, I cried, (laughs) definitely cried when in 2003 I remember how much it meant to me to like hear that because I was so like I remember being so scared of like what was going to happen to me the next year I was and and I was moving away from home for the first time you know Mm -hmm. I didn't live with my parents but like I was still in my hometown and I was Mm -hmm. like moving to London England you know in a few months and I remember being um really kind of moved by this scene I remember I mean, I honestly think this is a really good way to end this season. I don't know. Like I, I, the way she's framing it and explaining it, like, I really like it. And it's the same problem we always have is like, well, I would have loved to see her making space for that scared girl, like herself, you know, mm-hmm. and then growing away from that, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that was what the, the attempt was in the college years. And obviously that's what the attempt should have been but we just never really saw that we didn't see her like growing away from this scared girl like you know Mm -hmm. I I don't Mm -hmm. know like there were times in which we saw it like I think that that was what we were supposed to take away from her choosing Henson as her advisor of like I'm not afraid of you anymore (laughs) you know I'm not afraid and you're like Um, but why are you fucking with this sketchy ass dude? Like get yeah. out of his life. Like he's, right. he's ruining, he's only there to put you down. So like, no, like you, you know, you've well, allowed yourself not to be put down by him, but like, just walk away, man, you know? And even the like stuff with her and Eddie and like her being afraid to talk about sex and things like that. Like, I feel like that's where the attempt lay. It just was like, mm-hmm. it just didn't they didn't stick the landing on that. And, you know, no, because I mean, Eddie broke up with her in a letter and they like, right. I don't know. And it's like, well, we, For the third saw time two episodes. Yeah. we saw you talking about sex with Pacey two episodes ago. So I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And so 
you know, um, I we get I want to say yeah, before, green screen. Wait, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before, like, I wanted to just say that before we get this terrible green screen because I wanted to like be like, listen, I do love this speech, and then it's gonna go. It's like <laughs> it's the worst green screen. It's so, it's so bad. funny. It's so funny. I love it. Even so by two thousand three standards, it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like, I, it's so hilarious. They're like, in case you didn't catch that au revoir, like yeah. you know, yeah, yeah here yeah. she is. At in the front Eiffel of the Eiffel Tower, Tower with a hilarious smile and, and like, that ugly and, ass fucking headscarf. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's like if only we could have gotten her in a striped shirt. Like, I Although that way she the whole is time. wearing a great coat, possibly the best coat. I know. It's and I was so like, cute. when, what time of year is this supposed to be? Like, it is oppressive in the summer in Paris. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Truly. So she's um, like, I can't say exactly how it happened, that this is exactly how it happened, but this is how it felt. So I was like, okay, wait, you're going to do this again where you're telling me I can't trust any of the shit I just saw. And I was like, okay, but does that mean just for the episode, for the whole season, for the whole show? Like, I know. Like, have we now recalibrated the show to have it have been joey's diary the past six seasons like is right. that what happened like i don't know i, I totally right. told you where i was like why are, why is this happening like and but then on the other hand i was like man like it is such a callback to the original point of dawson's creek where it is about how you feel like how yeah. did it feel it's like such an iconic dawson's yeah. creek line yeah where, like everything is like Oh, every the stakes are so high and your feelings are so intense because like you don't have the word or the language and you don't understand them because you've never yeah. felt them before. Um, so to frame the whole show or the season, I guess, in that's how it felt, you're like, Well, I love this, but again, the whole season I've been wondering how you felt. So and I still am walking away, not quite sure how you feel about Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the end. I mean, that's the end of the episode. And so here's the thing. I don't hate the sentiment of the episode. And I actually mm -hmm. think there are parts of it that are really good. Um, my complaint yeah, I think is this is a really good episode, honestly. But like, be, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, my complaint is the same as the whole season, which is that nothing is earned. So like, yeah. if you had built to this all season, like built to them finding their own like, paths in life but still being friends mm -hmm. but maybe not quite as close you know mm -hmm. and but loving each other and whatever I I think this might have been a real knockout of a finale but the work was just like yeah. not done throughout the season to build to this finale um yeah I, I just think that like this season should have been about Joey finding herself without Dawson being her friend and then realizing that like you can create new friendships, like new stages of your friendships, and then being able to then have a space for Dawson in her life as an old friend, be able to have a space for Jen in her life as someone who she has a very tumultuous history with and will like never feel like she can be close with her for whatever reasons, you know? And then also reconnect with Pacey on a new level and whatever that meant. And then we could be like, oh, okay, this is why they're all drifting away and saying goodbye because like they don't need each other anymore. That childhood, they've, they've leveled up, you know, yeah. instead the show was like, yeah, Joey's going to make some new friends and, and her new best friend's going to be like a 16 year old who she gets paid to spend time with. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. That is what happened. <laughs> so uh, my question is like, if this had been the series finale, like, like, mm-hmm. I guess I have two questions. Like if they had actually built to this, could this ending where she doesn't choose anyone, she chooses herself. She Kelly tailors this situation mm-hmm. and chooses herself. Could, could this have been a great ending to the series? A. No. No. Okay. Okay. And then B. If this had been the series finale, I mean, I would posit that we wouldn't be doing this podcast. We wouldn't be talking about Dawson's Creek as much. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't see Dawson's Creek as like a kind of a great show with with major flaws. Yes. Like mm-hmm. we would think fondly about season three, but then be like, yeah, but, you know, yeah, I, I um, agree. I mean, it's hard because I don't mind the answer of like, I choose neither of you, but because the show just really doubled down on the like triangle, you can't do that. She has to No, I'm sorry. No, like you can't have a kiss between her and Dawson, like three episodes after her and Pacey break up and then double down, you know, in season six, like, you know, all the at the end of season five, where I know what that kiss meant. And then another kiss where you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what is this? What is going on? Like how many season finales end with a Dawson and Joey kiss, like too many. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then to have her like, not decide like the way that the, like, I I am fine with her saying I choose me, but not with what we've had to sit through, you know, like, Mm -hmm. no, like if we had an actual understanding of why she couldn't, like we decided what happened with Pacey in this season that she just wasn't ready for something serious, but that's not what Joey was saying. She's like, Eddie came back and I love him and I really loved him and I want it, you know, and you're like, okay, like, you know, but we didn't understand like why she was saying no to Pacey. Um, Right. You know what I mean? Like they they did say a few times there were a, a million reasons why we didn't work. And you're like, well, okay, can we get can we get you expressing one so we know what what you think they right. are, what how right. you feel about the end of your relationship. Yeah. And so because we had to go through all of that, and then even at the end of the show where it was like you to Dawson, you were my only one night stand, and I, you know, hated that we didn't talk for a year. But anyways, we're friends again and I'm going to ride or die for you. It's like, come on. Like, yeah. How are you choosing you? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So who are you rooting for? I mean, in a way, I'm rooting for all of them to go live their lives and have a great time and Mm -hmm. do their best. And, you know, for Dawson to pull his head out of his ass and, um, Mm -hmm. You know, so in a way, everyone. I mean, yeah, I'm glad Joey finally goes to Paris. Mm-hmm. Really, truly. Um, I like. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful Casey. they. I like that they brought that back. I hate that they brought back the Miss Jacobs, but they bring back the like Paris. 
part yeah. of the show that, you know, we've always been like, why didn't you go to Paris? Like, I know why yeah. she didn't because she wanted to pursue a relationship with Dawson and that felt like the most important thing to her. And like, I, I, I understand yeah. that as someone who's been a 15 year old, you know, so I, I totally understand that. <laughs> um, but then, you know, once you kind of grow up and even the way in which she frames it, where it's like, I'm not that scared person anymore. And I'm fine with not being friends with Dawson and not talking to him for years on an end. And then I'll still roll over and act like nothing happened and never get an apology and I'm sorry or anything. Yeah. Um, and so, but I'm cool with that friendship you know and like so I don't really know what choosing me means but um anyways whatever uh so it's fine and and like I don't know I mean I'm rooting for Audrey to not be framed the way she is I'm very stoked that Jen and Jack are in New York and like she gets to be there with an actual family like this place that she she had such a love hate with New York because so much of her identity is wrapped up in being Jen from New York you know yeah and so she gets to Jenny from the block Mm-hmm. yeah she gets to be in New York this place that like really does hold so much to her and will always be her hometown more so than Cape Side even though she grew up the most in Cape Side but she gets to do that this time with like her family her this yeah. family that she works so hard system. to build which is so cool and I feel like that's such a sweet poetic ending for this character that the show was obsessed with um punishing torturing yeah I, I, I love that you know and I love that Grams also gets to like not be alone too and it gets to like it her her um you know victory and her reward for softening and for being more understanding and ultimately being more christ-like was to have this life of love you know and like so that was is such a good journey for even the character of grams um yeah totally i don't know i i feel like pacey got to learn a lot about himself you know and like obviously joey in her voiceover is implied she learns a lot and then we're left with Dawson here, like, what what did he learn? You know, yeah. like he, he came to this conclusion of like all Joey wanted was for us to be friends, but like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And like, you know, and like I and like again, like you keep saying, like, I'm fine with him not Fair. being yeah. like if you can't be friends with someone, you can't be friends with him. But you also say, like, I I'll never be able to give her what I want, what she wants. And like, you know, that's that. The she, he can't even he can't even see that you know what I mean right yeah yeah totally okay so for our listener corner we've got a few mm-hmm. um okay this first one is from Rebecca I wanted to discuss the end of yellow brick road because I'm going to do something I thought I never would and defend Dawson oh Whilst the timing of this rehash is terrible and I wish the show had told this story in season four instead of the weird virginity shit show i actually completely understand what he quote creek speaked his way through to pacey there and it personally matched up with how i kind of always thought dawson felt about pacey post longest day to me the non-abstract version of what he's trying to say is this quote Pacey, looking back on the months leading up to the longest day, in retrospect, it's clear that you were developing feelings for Joey and you knew I was going to get hurt. But you were also terrified that if I knew about your feelings, I would have tried to get Joey back out of love or jealousy. And you were right. And for a long time, I there I probably could have convinced Joey to start things up again. And you felt inferior to the great history of Joey and Dawson and couldn't 
didn't feel like you stood a chance. And at every moment you had the choice to do the right thing with me and be honest, you didn't. Not only that, but in scenarios like St. Valentine's Day Massacre, you actively encouraged me to hook up with other girls, i.e. Kate, and mocked Joey for being concerned for me. Then you mocked our relationship. And I don't think you were treating me like a friend, but more like a rival and one you knew trusted you and was open to your advice and suggestions. And only then you knew when you knew for certain that Joey had gotten over me was when you two did you bravely, quote unquote, tell me the truth. And that's when you became dead to me, end quote. Now, I actually don't agree with that assessment at all because we, as flies on the wall of the show, saw his struggle. But there is an ember of truth there. And remembering that Dawson isn't watching and Pacey and Joey like we do, I can understand that point of view. And to be honest, if I were in Dawson's shoes, I would have acted like a... I wouldn't have acted like a psychotic asshole, but I can't say that I would have I would have ever spoken to Pacey again either. As someone who has been in this situation before and seen it happen to others, they're never friends again, ever. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Right, agreed. Yeah. Anyway, this run of this episode suck, and I hate that the writers have bastardized all the characters. This used to be the, sh- the friendship show, but sometimes I wonder if the writers learned the wrong lessons from season three's success. Are any of them friends? Because Pacey hasn't been in scenes with Jen or Jack, since, save moving out of his apartment since clean and sober. Does that mean that Pacey and Jen don't see each other till the series finale? And while... Distance in a pre-Instagram world does mean Dawson is going to drift away from his friends. Couldn't we get a split-screen phone conversation or 10? Or at least told the story properly of how distance is in a pre-internet world meant drifting. And I recently watched rewatched season one and Joey and Dawson might have always spoken weirdly, but it wasn't this season four through six abstract bullshit. It used to make sense. Even if Dawson was dense, I don't understand how this was their season six story. I thought we'd actually see them date or they'd actually be friends if they were both dating other people. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. This is a long winded way of saying I miss Kevin Williamson. Of saying what? I miss Kevin Williamson. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. You know, I agree. I think I think Kevin Williamson did have a way about him of being able to to like give credence to the big things that happen when you're a teenager and that feel so huge and like really give weight to those storylines and like and like give them the weight that they deserve to have and that like I think sometimes as an adult you're like, yeah, but you get like, you, you know, you remember getting through it and you've done, you've Mm -hmm. gotten through it. You've gotten through those problems probably many times since. And so it feels Mm -hmm. less huge, but it's, it's huge when you're a teenager and that's like, and I, and I don't think that's bad or wrong. And I don't think teenagers are silly or stupid. I think, you know, it is, it's huge and it, it hurts and it feels bad. Um, and it's confusing and you don't know what to do. Um, I think like, I don't know, like I can see, I mean, I I, I understand why Dawson gets to be mad about, particularly about Pacey and Joey in -hmm. season three. Like, I think he has every right to be mad. And I agree with you. I don't think four and in season four. And I don't think that he and Pacey would be friends again. 
really. I mean, mm-hmm. that said, you know, it's this is a television show and they have a cast of people that have to interact with each other. And so my thing is like, why is this the path? Like that eventually Dawson and Pacey are going to have to talk to each other and be friendly again, because we're, we have a show happening. You know, this is a piece of fiction. Yeah, and it's but a they show couldn't happening. like commit to what, what they wanted to tell. Like, I don't know. It's so weird that in season four, they're like, Dawson is going to have a hard time with Pacey, but he's also going to try to fuck his sister. And you're like, what? I don't know. know. To me, I still can't get over that. It's so creepy. You don't want to be a part of this person's life and you hate him, but you're going to like be in his family. Like, I don't know. It's so fucking, it's a really creepy to me, to be honest. But, uh, and then like, like the whole time Pacey's like, you know, we're not going to be friends in the same way. Like he even says it in season three, like we're never, it's never going to be the same between us. And Dawson's like, you got that right. And then the show wouldn't double down on the fact that like, well, maybe they can build like something different, something new and different. And that's the thing is that like, and I, you know, I know we've kind of iterated this many times, but like the best relationships on this show are the one where ones we're allowed to watch build, right? Jen and Jack. Mm-hmm. I mean, first and foremost, Jen and Jack that we Jen watch Jen and Grams, Jen and Jack, um, you know, to a certain extent, Dawson and Audrey, that we get to kind of see them interact, you know, and I, mm-hmm. and I would have loved actually more of it, but like, we do kind of see them build a, a friendship, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, Joey and Pacey, the obvious one, Joey and Pacey season three, where you watch them build, you know, you watch Be the friends whole thing and then build. fall in love. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, and, and I think the places where Dawson's Creek really drops the ball is in these other places where, you know, Dawson and Joey, they, they, you know, their relationship is blown apart in season two, blown apart again in the pilot or the the first episode of season three, and, Mm -hmm. and then blown apart at the end of season three. And, they do a great job between the first episode of season three and midway through season three of like them building back a friendship, them sort of not being friends and then building back a friendship to some extent. And then her realizing like, I have feelings for Pacey. Oh shit. You know, I have this kind of tenuous friendship with Dawson. What's that going to all mean? Like that's why season three is so good. And then they blow Dawson and Joey apart again. And the problem is, is that we don't see them build back, right? Like, mm-hmm. unlike mm-hmm. Jen and Dawson, which I would argue is the other great building back of a relationship, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's stunning the way they built Jen and Dawson back up. And in season five, it's like so unexpected and also feels so fucking right. The, the moment yeah. they start making out, you're like, okay yes because these are two people I mean, that that's the way you feel other. in weekend in the country where like it's so unexpected that joey's you know pacey's watching her watching sleep joey's and then you're sleep. like yeah and i'm like oh my god but that also feels so right you know exactly and so my thing is like i think they did they were able to do it and i think i guess that's to me the thing that's the most frustrating about this show um and particularly this season but the show on a whole is that like they do it so well with certain pairings and then just other pairings. They're like, we don't fucking care, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And the ma- yeah. one of the main pairings on the show is one that they're like, seemingly like we don't fucking care. And it's like, yeah, so we don't like it. I know. And because they don't invest in, 
in the relationship, the friendship of Dawson and Joey in in the meat of the shows. They just like go with it. Even you get the actors are just like this. It doesn't make any sense. This is so dumb. So yeah, they're over it. They they're over it, and and so then it becomes cyclical. You know, it's like yeah. they can't break this cycle. But like you know, we've said all along, it's like why are they friends? What are what is their friendship have? they need to define it. Um, and like, even in season five, it's such a missed opportunity to have Joey struggle with Dawson and Jen dating, but also, you know, being like having some kind of reaction to it other than like, you know, real aggression towards Jen, but then also admitting to Pacey that she doesn't care. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, we needed more of those conversations of like how she felt about it. At least then we could have built their friendship. Well, and and couldn't that have understood it. Right. And couldn't that have been a breaking away moment of like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, you know, they're going to do this. And like, I can't be involved in this drama anymore. And so Mm -hmm. like, you know, let me go out and figure my shit out. Um, yeah and then what if like professor yeah and what if joey you know in those the pairing you know like i've always said i would have loved to see how joey felt that like both the men in her life had moved on from her um because she didn't choose and then you know what if then all of them were hanging out again like jen arranged a double date for pacey and audrey and then she's like left out so then we could have seen like you know pacey and dawson build at least like a you know like a they're fine with each other like a yeah. acquaintanceship or whatever and joey doesn't get to participate in it she finding out like oh you all hung out and i didn't i wasn't there or you like know? they're at hell's kitchen for part of the night and she has to like fucking wait on them and she's like yeah Shit. something exactly yeah. yeah so we could have seen a little bit more from that um yeah but anyways that's not what we got no. and i agree with rebecca that the scene at the you know, of, of Dawson and fight and Pacey fighting with Joey standing there, like in the back porch, it should have happened season four. Like it should have happened before to have it happen in it towards the end of season six. It just like, it doesn't make any sense. And, and you just like, it feels like they you were like, like what loose ends do friends. we have to tie up? Yeah. And then yeah. it was like, oh, oh God. And they didn't even tie up the loose end. They yeah. haven't been friends and they're yeah. still not friends. So, okay. Like, There's what was no the loose point ends of there. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, and I think a lot of people, oh, and about Kevin Williamson, I think Kevin Williamson, because he had such a connection to the character of Dawson, at least there was someone there looking out for Dawson that like connected with that character. And I I do think we see that in season one and two more than in in any of the other seasons. Um, so, and it it definitely, it shows it was missed. Um, but I think we're definitely fortunate that Kevin Williamson does come back for the series finale. I agree. Um, Okay, this one is from Elsa. I can't wait to hear you two's opinion on Audrey playing Miss Jacobs in Dawson's movie. Why did Audrey agree to play the woman who raped her ex-boyfriend? That is so fucked up. And it's just so fucked up that the writers just continue to make the plot line out to be a joke. Like, isn't it funny that Pacey fucked his teacher? Isn't he such a slut? Also, the fact that Dawson continued to use Pacey's past trauma as cheap entertainment in his shitty movies. I mean, point, absolutely. The, that is a great point. The fact that he used Pacey's trauma and were t- he was telling this story from Joey's perspective, yeah. like <laughs> peak, peak 
peak cis white dude nonsense like peak yeah. i'm just like oh my god like fucking the the fact that you do not have a story to tell dawson and so the story that you tell is like a fucked up version of like two of your best friends who actually might have a story to tell like their lives like fuck <laughs> that shit i'm so mad i mean the thing is is like you know and i i think we've tried to really differentiate between like what we think about Miss Jacobs and what the show thinks, because like you do have to kind of address that the show does not think that this was an assault. You know, the mm -hmm. show seems to think that like Pacey was a stud for losing his virginity to a teacher. Um, and like that seems to be like what the show thinks. And I think that's disgusting. And I'm pissed that the show thinks that. But mm -hmm. like that is what the show thinks. I mean, from my own perspective, the fact that miss jacobs is involved in this at all is fucked the fact mm -hmm. that audrey is playing her without any like thought about it is fucked mm -hmm. the pe i mean it's all fucked it's fucked on like multiple different yeah. levels you know what i mean and i think that like i don't know why i mean they got so much blowback about that fucking storyline during season one i don't know why they decided that like that was going to be bring a part it of the back movie. over and over they do yeah. it all the time like even you know at the finale of season five you know pacey's like i'm sorry about my um you know predilection for, for women, yeah, yeah yeah proclivity for older women and you're just like oh like i don't know it on the like it's hard because on the one hand however he has to frame that narrative for him to survive like okay fine yeah. but you know on the other hand you're just like oh like why do we keep bringing this up like it's like so like you gross. forget about all these other really important things can you just forget that this happened yeah like can we and just I, forget I just it think, like we've already maintained like you know the, the opinion of this podcast is like we would have loved to see dawson's take on eve you know like we want to see that movie we yeah. wanted to see the movie that the studio tried to pivot towards we want to see dawson's take on the boat bj like you know like that is the story we want dawson to tell and we've, yeah. we've maintained that since the moment of the boat bj that this is an amazing story and you should be telling this story <laughs> um on repeat like you know yeah, of your yeah. first bj being from a wild woman named eve who crashes a boat you crash the boat you crash and then the boat she because says, she's giving you a bj <laughs> yeah and she jumps out and says i love i love boat bjs and i love boat crashes and then you see your ex-girlfriend like the moment later you know yeah so it's the fact an amazing... that dawson never got drunk and told that story is absolutely it's a... false i don't know why he doesn't put that in every single one of his movies it's fucking so I know. wild absolutely um you know so it, it is kind of hard to, to like have him constantly be telling this story about a telling joey's story and telling or pacey's, pacey's story, story yeah and telling these other people's stories where you're like i don't know like i don't understand what's happening but then also even within this episode being like it was a story about friendship and i don't really want to tell it anymore and you're like okay then what? i don't know it's then why is miss jacobs here why is this happening you know <sighs> yeah okay um and then our final listener corner uh this is from jennifer i hate this episode this was their planned season six finale before Kevin Williamson's came back for a different take. It's my least favorite Joey, sunny, fake, and seemingly auditioning for Andy McPhee. Honey, you're no Andy McPhee. Also, the idea that Dawson is making another version of his so-called life. See what I did? I did. And one of the main threads is 
revisiting Miss Jacobs hell is unacceptable. Did he ask Pacey for permission? The guy who he can't even stand. It really feels like a revisit of early season one concerning Pacey is separated from the group, the B story guy. I know it's part of the story, but Pacey is alone for most of this episode. Yeah. That's your finale. No goodbye with Jenna and Jack, the fakest I've ever seen Joey. That scene at the restaurant when she's picking up dinner and runs into Pacey, it's nauseating. Then at the end, after setting up Pacey and Dawson for their meet cute place where Dose Pacey lost his V card to a predator, Dawson still refuses to apologize. Pacey spends this entire series apologizing. The people who run the show were ending with this. I'm being hyperbolic, but I can't stand this episode. Dawson writes the narrative and everyone else needs to accept it. Then Joey getting that final monologue with the worst green scene ever with quote but this is how it felt i can't feel something i can feel something right now but it may be vomit <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know you're right I, I i don't know if i think this episode is the worst i actually think it's one of the best of season six i but agree that's yeah. not that's not saying almost anything um mm -hmm. but like but i agree with you I, I i if this had been the finale i don't know i i mean like I said, I don't think we would be watching the show right now. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a show we would think about as, oh, that 90s show. Yeah. Yeah. That show we watched in the 90s, you know? I mean, I don't, I, I don't think that. I think you would still feel more about it because the Pacey and Joey is so like sensational, but I, I don't think it would be seen in the same light, you know, the same level, like the, you know, cause it just like, it fizzles out in the same way, like a lot of other teen shows do like, you know, it's like, yeah, does everyone get off? like how many people watch OC season four? Like a lot of people jump ship, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But like, so, so people like remember that show. Right. But I would say like the first season. Yeah. I would argue, I would argue that it would be one of those shows that maybe if anything, you would revisit season three and that's it. And like, yeah, 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 exactly. But I also think it would be a lot less people revisiting season three. Um, mm. like, I don't, yeah. I, I think knowing where it ends and we'll talk about this in a while. Um, we don't know exactly when the finale is going to air, but in a while, um, we'll talk about this, but like, you know, I think where it ends, like it's so good. And knowing that, that like, I think keeping in mind when you're watching season three, that like, there's an ending that is satisfying. I think that mm -hmm. helps elevate every part of that the show you know yeah I mean it's just like you can't get through season six without knowing that the you know series finale is there waiting for you you know <laughs> right exactly exactly and I guess I mean I guess maybe I don't know maybe I'm wrong because I I love Buffy but season seven is fucking terrible um and you know there are I shows know, you just can't have a triangle and not have someone choose you know, yeah. but you just can't, <laughs> True, they have to choose. You can't yeah. hammer down that being like the main plot point of the show by the time the show ends. Right. And if then this had actually, have a choice. If this had actually been a show about a group of friends and there was part of it, that was this great season with the triangle, mm -hmm. but, but ultimately Dawson's Creek was a show about a group of friends. Then mm -hmm. and I think you can end it. it. Yeah, I totally, I think I, you can I end agree. it like this but mm -hmm. it's not about that. So yeah. If they didn't er 
erase, you know, Jen and, and Dawson and, you know, a, a lot of our other romances and our other situations. And then it just ends with, you know, being like, look, I'll never get what I want from you both. And I'm going to try to find a way for you to be friends with you, but I'm, we're done but with I'm this, out you know? Yeah. I'm out, you know, you could be like, okay, cool. But the show was so obsessed with hammering down this, this, you know, love triangle. So she has to choose. I don't know. Yeah in my opinion yeah um okay for art and artists it's gonna be mostly for me julia but uh, this is from joy so my art in an artist is about the hundred and its showrunner i think the um name is jason rothenberg i think so too Mm -hmm. i think so So i know that you aaron are not a shipper of bellamy and clark which is totally valid me and most of my friends were and canonically from the books they are together in the end but i don't mind them not getting together in the show interestingly the actors who play them got married in real life and as weird as it is to ship real people i can't help but be happy about it i don't follow any social media on them so this is secondhand from my friend but during the filming of the last season they got pregnant and had a miscarriage and from what she told me the guy who played bellamy asked for some time off and it just seemed like the showrunner decided to completely wreck his character because of it and it made no sense and then spoiler alert Clark has to kill Bellamy to save her adopted daughter, but she fails. And then for the act, for this actress who just lost a child, her character loses one as well in a horrible way. And I'm not sure if I have a question. I'm just curious what you think about the possible personal feelings affecting storyline and also where the line between an art, between what art should and shouldn't act ask of its facilitators clark losing a child isn't so far-fetched in the tv world but can and conflict and pain make for compelling stories but add to the fact that it happened in this woman's real life and to me is just so fucked up okay can i just say my first reaction yeah and then i know you have real opinions but is that like if the showrunner discussed it with the actress and was like, mm-hmm. we want to do this and are you up for that? Or like, you know, and was sensitive about it, fine. But I I do know <laughs> because of the Clark and Lexa situation in the 100, I mm-hmm. do know a bit about that showrunner who seems like a real piece of shit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I highly doubt that he discussed it with her. So that's my two cents. Yeah. You take it away. Well, interestingly, I thought Joy was going to go in a different direction, but there is like is drama between these two actors that get married, um, you know, uh, on the in real life Mm -hmm. because um, the actor who plays Bellamy, I forget what his name is. But anyways, he was dating someone else and like living with them and then having an affair with the actress that plays Clark. Mm -hmm. And then they would like the this woman who you know was being cheated on she like kind of released like a statement that was like yeah they would be really fucked up and manipulative me and i would like come home and she would be there and then they would act like i was you know crazy for being suspicious or whatever and like my understanding was that whole drama was the reason why the actor plays bellamy wanted to be on the show less and like 
for Joy's assessment, I personally feel like the character of Bellamy was destroyed in season three when he like chose to have Lincoln like be murdered. Uh Um, He became dead to me then. I was like, this guy sucks. He has no morals Um, and, and, you know, whatever. Um, But I I know not everyone felt that way. (laughs) Um, But I I just, I didn't (laughs) know that too. Yeah, I just didn't really care for him because the compelling thing about his character is he's the only one from the space people that had a sibling. So mm-hmm. he's the only one who understood what that what family meant in this one way. And he was constantly selling out his his sister. And like, I don't know, I was just like that. It's an interesting tell a story to tell. And I, yeah. I, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I like the hundred because I tell all these interesting stories. But I was like, he's not a good person. I don't know. I just I. I don't, I don't like that. But anyways, in terms of this, like, I do think I agree with you where if they discuss it and, and the actors are okay with it, then, you know, I, then that's, that's that, (laughs) you know, but I think that in another way, and it's one of those things that's hard because like, does your employer know when you have a miscarriage and you know what I mean? Like at which point do you share these things and whatever, but I I would also hope that you could say in this point, if you were uncomfortable, like, I can't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it It's one of those things where, like, you also then have to have a safe space in a, like, m- you know, media, like TV and movies, it's a co- such a collaborative project, but then that requires su- such a safe space to be able to collaborate and, mm-hmm. you know, in a way in which like feels comfortable for you. And, and we know that like, not everyone has that space to say no and to, to disagree. And I, I just think it would be, that's like the part where you're, you're unsure about. And, and so, you know, as a, as a result, as a general rule, I'd be like, no, this is fucked up. <laughs> Cause I, I just don't know that there was a safe space for this woman to say, I don't feel comfortable with this. And I just, you know, I don't like that, but who knows she was the star. Maybe she had a different relationship with, with the showrunner and the writers and could have said that. I don't right. know. Um, and, and it's, so it's hard to say, um, but well, Joss Whedon yeah. did a similar thing to Charisma Carpenter on yeah, I know. Angel, you know, yeah. and I think that was fucked and that was a retaliation thing because she got yeah. pregnant and like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, I think it's hard because I think there are instances and not just one of showrunners doing that to their lead actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really fucked. And I think that like, um, I think that a lot of times audiences can tell, um, you know, yeah. that there's like a, an act of like sabotage happening, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. I mean, yeah. the, the charisma carpenter felt different. What they did to that character felt different than what they did to like season six Willow of Buffy, where she becomes dark Willow, which is just like poorly done and like mm-hmm. not that good. It's it wasn't like trying to like assassinate Allison Hannigan's character or Allison Hannigan as an actress. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like trying to like fuck with her. It was just like not very well done. Whereas yeah. like what they did to Charisma Carpenter was like genuinely fucked up and you can audiences can tell the difference. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
the final season of the hundred is, is definitely wild. And I, I know it was a big deal. Like people are like, why did they make Clark kill Bellamy? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's so yeah. stupid. And like, I don't think anyone really thought that was a, a good way to go, um, or a way to handle it. Um, but it was always hard to say, cause I, I just didn't like the character Bellamy. So I was like, good riddance. I would have loved to see you gone sooner. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of hard for me personally. Um, because he he would constantly make choices that I felt were like fucked up and usually on the show when someone did that they would they would die um you know right. uh but I don't know it, it's hard and miscarriage we just don't have the language for miscarriage in our society and yeah. how to handle that and give space for that and do you should we allow for their to be like, you know, parent leave for that, to mourn that or whatever. Like, how do you handle these situations? And we just, we just don't know. And we, we hate um, people that can get pregnant <laughs> in America and hate mm-hmm. them for being pregnant, hate them for not being pregnant, hate mm-hmm. them, you know, for so many things. And it, it's, it is really sad. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of hard to say, uh, but I don't know, it does sound kind of fucked up, but that's, the way and that guy that guy has been fucked up about a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah so totally yeah yeah cool well thank you everyone um thank you joy thank you jennifer thank you elsa um and thank you rebecca for your emails um thank you everyone for being here i can't believe we're here i don't know yeah. at the end <laughs> it's like bittersweet I, I mean the show is like so bad at the end that it I'm happy There's to be relief. done, but yeah. it also feels like sad to be ending this project we spent like three years on. So yeah. it kind of feels weird and like, you know, disorienting in this other way um, to be saying goodbye to our characters, to, you know, this, this process, this project, our listeners, you know, all this yeah. stuff. Um, but man, the show is so brutal at the end that I don't know if they had a seventh season, could we have made it? I don't know. <laughs> It's hard to say. It's yeah. hard to say. Um, but we want to thank you all for being here and writing it, writing it out with us, you know, for yep. your support um, constantly and always. Um, we hope you're staying safe, you know, wearing your masks, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's a truly wild time to be alive. And um, we're so proud of you for living. Um, uh, yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Defund the police. Stop Asian hate honor our treaties water is life um we stand with all movements to protect the rights of the working class police unions are not true unions they work against the working class um medicare for all abortion is pro-life um trans rights are human rights cancel student debt um register to vote get out there um universal background checks yeah, like let's get some background checks, some ban assault rifles. Mm-hmm. I guess they say common sense gun laws, whatever that means, but let's say it anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, will help. Jeez, that shit's so wild. Uh like don't you want to protect kids? I don't understand what's happening here. Like, let's just be real. The Democrats are the pro-family political party in the U.S. Like, don't get it twisted. Don't be gaslit. Like, come on. You know, yeah. I don't really I'm not even a registered Democrat anymore, but I'm still like, I'm not going to be gaslit about this. Like, absolutely not. Um, yeah. 
it's so dumb. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. For Capitalism Corner, we have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Um, we have a Patreon and we'll still be posting over there while we're on break over here. Um, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book. I remember everything Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek available wherever you get your books. Let me shout out to Afterwards in Chicago, Illinois. That was just around the corner from a hotel I was quarantined at for a week last week. <laughs> um, and they're a great bookstore. You can order our book through them on their website um, or go in and say hi to them. Um, please, well, I don't know if I need to say like a subscribe, write a review. We're, we're pretty much done. So thank you to those of you who have liked us, subscribed and written a review. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much for everything. Um, we hope that you have a great week. Um, we're going to be back the next many weeks with interviews, with conversations, with all sorts of things, but we won't be back for a while with the last episode. So we'll keep you posted on that. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. I hope you enjoy the stuff we're going to be bringing you. Um, and um, we are really enjoying putting it together. Uh, yeah, take care. We love you guys. Um, be safe out there and we'll see you next week. I don't wanna wait.